What's happening, weirdos? This is uh, Shane Shane Torres. Very, 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 very funny guy. Uh, at the end of this intro, uh, we'll actually play some of his stand-up just to give you a sense of the flavor, the flavor of Shane. He's so funny, and as you'll hear from this conversation, just like a really sweet and nice guy as well. No surprise. It was fun to have him here in the hot-ass garage for a, a, a Sleepy Summer Series podcast. And uh, as I say, as always, we'll get to it as quickly as possible here. I do want to plug uh, the book, Comedy Sex God, is out now. Still means a lot to me. People message me almost every day telling me how much the book means to them, and, and that always makes me really happy. Also, my next stand-up date is August 13th uh, at Largo. It's going to be me and some wonderful guests, as it always is. Always the highlight of my month. If you're going to be in L.A., go to Largo-LA.com for tickets, and it's called Pete Holmes Living at Largo. Also want to give a shout-out to the Pete's Picks. As you guys know, I don't do traditional ads for this podcast. I only endorse things that I actually use and truly love. Um, first and foremost, I believe I recorded this episode while wearing MeUndies lounge pants. I can say that with a, a, a high degree of certainty because if I'm home, I'm always wearing my MeUndies lounge pants. MeUndies is, uh, you guys know this, it's all I wear, underwear style. I'm 40 years old. I realized that like holy, literally with holes, weak ass underwear was making me sad in the morning. I was putting it on and it was bumming me out. It's one of the first things you do in the day. I was like, that's it. Val and I both did a complete underwear overhaul. I personally had heard of MeUndies from other podcasts. I had heard that they were great. I wanted to give it a try. I absolutely did. Every pair I have is now MeUndies. It's made of micro-modal fabric, which is three times softer than boring old cotton. So, balls in your court, cotton. And they have really, really fun themed prints. They have Star Wars prints. They have certain prints that look metallic, like there's gold and silver coins on these like pirate prints that I really love. I have lounge pants that have sharks on it, which is perfect because it's shark week. I have lounge pants that look like, I don't know, they it's like the Max from Saved by the Bell became pants. And these get a lot of compliments. That's right. I wear them when company comes over. I know they're PJs, and I don't care. They're lounge pants, baby. They're lounge pants. I'm also a member of their uh, underwear club, which means I get new underwear, a fresh pair, uh, sent to me in the mail. And it's crazy, the attention to detail they do, the packaging. I tear it open, I take out the new pair, and I actually literally get excited. I'm not just saying that. I get excited to see what the print is going to be. They fit fantastic, they make me happy with the prints, and they're the softest underwear you'll ever own. Uh, and if you want to show your support for this podcast, all you got to do is do what I did. And I didn't even do it to support a podcast, I did it to support my downstairs. You get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's MeUndies.com slash weird. The other Pete's Picks sitting here on the desk. I got my Charlotte's Web hemp oil. The first Pete's Pick is CBD oil. I see CBD, I see CBD everywhere nowadays. You can add it to your coffee at my coffee place now. I see it at smoothie shops. Why Charlotte's Web hemp oil? Charlotte's Web is the only CBD oil I've found that is grown in Denver by people that are growing the hemp 
only to be made for human consumption. So you can get other CBD oils, surely, but Stanley Brothers make the highest quality CBD oil that is available. It is incredible stuff. It tastes great. They're coming out with new flavors. I like the mint chocolate. I get the original formula. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's extra strong. So I can literally just take a couple drops. And why and when do I take it? I take it when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling that uh, tension in my head, when I'm traveling, when I'm working a little too hard. Uh, it, but it's not the sort of thing you hear that it's made out of the hemp plant. It doesn't take you out of the game. It doesn't make you unfocused or stoned or anything like that. It just takes the negative effects off. It takes the edge off. Helps me smile a little bit easier. Helps me flow into my creativity a little bit easier. Helps me laugh a little bit easier. And it is legal to all 50 states. It is hard to describe. That's what I always say to people. It's hard to describe what it does. But that's why I always encourage people, if you're curious, if you're looking for a plant ally, hemp is an incredible plant ally. Don't go to a pharmaceutical. Don't go to something synthesized. Just go to something from the earth, pressed into oil. They, they do use science to remove the, t the THC and leave the body and brain beneficial CBD. Get it in you and see how it changes your life. It definitely changed mine for the better. Uh, so show your support of the podcast and try something new and exciting. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY19. They also make hemp balm, which is amazing. You can put it right on your skin and soothe your skin with hemp topically. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, the other one, had it for breakfast this morning, is cachava. Cachava is a plant-based superfood drink mix that is incredible and it's easy and everybody that I talk to that's looking for a way to eat more plant-based, get more plant-based protein in their lives, get more uh, plant-based nutrients in their lives, I always tell them about cachava. I think I told you that I was talking to Science Mike, one of the smartest people I know, but he just didn't know how to start. How do you get started when it comes to eating healthy? And I was like, you don't have to think too hard about it. You don't even have to go to the grocery store. Here it is. It's 100% plant-based in the bag. Omega-3s from chia and flaxseed, boom, ground in the bag. Eight superfruits in the bag. 17 greens and veggies in the bag. It's gluten-free. It's soy-free. There's no artificial sweeteners, but they put in just enough coconut nectar, which is a low glycemic sweetener. They also put in powdered coconut milk, which means you can make it with just water Obviously, it's delicious to make with like uh, almond milk or frozen strawberries. It's often how I make it. But you can also, when you're in a rush or you're on the road, you're traveling and you don't want to just let your whole uh, health regime go to, go to crap because you're on the road, all you need is water and a shake bottle. Shake it up. Boom. Get it in you. 24 grams of plant-based protein, 9 grams of fiber. But here's the, the kicker is it actually tastes amazing. As I always joke, Val likes it. Val does not like a lot of the weird hippie things I eat. She loves it. It's got maca root in there for energy. It's got cacao in there, which is a mood-elevating superfood. It's a meal in a pill, or as close as we've come to it. It is a meal replacement, too. A lot of people um, use it for weight loss as well. I use it just to add tons of wonderful nutrition to my diet. Go. You can show, support, podcast, Kachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird. You get 20% off and you'll be showing your support for this always free podcast. All right. 
Hope to see you at Largo on the 13th, August 13th. Let's roll into some Shane Torres stand-up, and then please enjoy my conversation with the wonderful Shane Torres. Get into it. Can someone please explain to me what the hell Guy Fieri ever did to anyone? (laughs) Y'all know who I'm talking about, the celebrity chef? People shit on that dude all the time. And as far as I can tell, all he ever did was follow his dreams. (laughs) Do you understand? People are horrible to a television personality, and he didn't do anything wrong. Here's what he did do, America. He started a company where he hires everybody. He pays more than minimum wage. He gives health benefits before he has to. He has a nonprofit where he gives pretzel-making machines to schools so they can fundraise. I know that one sounds like I made it up, but I swear to Christ, it's true. (laughs) He works with Special Olympics athletes, and if you need a little more sugar with this medicine, he also officiated a gay wedding. Yeah. But because he has flames on his shirt... Everybody shits all over this dude like he's a member of Nickelback. And by the way, what the hell did Nickelback ever do? They made 40 million bros happy? Yeah, you don't want them walking around pissed off. That's how we ended up in this mess. That should bother all of you. And look, I get it. I don't want to hang out with Guy Fieri either, okay? I know he looks like a hot topic manager moonlighting out of Fridays. But he didn't do anything wrong. Well, what else has he done, Shane? I'm so glad you asked. He goes around the country to small businesses and gives them free advertising on a national platform on a weekly basis. Advertising those small businesses could never afford themselves with his own television show. But because his hair looks like he was electrocuted while drinking Mountain Dew, (laughs) people act like we need to saw his head off and put it on the internet. (laughs) Meanwhile, y'all can't get enough of Anthony Bourdain. And he seems like the kind of dude that would be mean to dogs. So I don't understand what is happening. What does he do? So I put on Rolling Stones t-shirts and I tell food courts they suck. Come on, man. Like, if you had to choose between being stuck in a foxhole with Anthony Bourdain or Guy Fieri, you're going to pick Fieri every time. I am still doing this bit. Uh, <laughs> what's Bourdain gonna do? I'll tell you. To be like that dude in every World War II movie who sucks the whole time. <laughs> then when the Nazis show up, doesn't do his job, gets a bunch of good soldiers killed. Meanwhile, Guy Fieri's over here earning new nicknames like El Fuego. (laughs) Picking up live grenades, throwing them back, saying dope shit like Welcome to Flavortown. (laughs) And he knows he's dying on that beach in France that morning, but he's there fighting. And what do y'all do? You shit all over him just because he had his sunglasses on the back of his neck. (laughs) I think it's awesome that he has a racing stripe painted on his fridge. (laughs) Love it if Banksy had painted it. 
And look, guys, I know I look like the kind of dude that would defend Guy Fieri. (laughs) But if that's what you're taking away from this, you're missing the point. (laughs) Thank you guys very much. I'm Shane Torres. Really appreciate it. Do we just jump in like this? We'll just jump in if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I never do? I'm so happy to see you. This is why people do intros, is to make the guests feel welcome. But I'm like, well, just start. Yeah, let's just get it through. Like, stupid. I have a baby. I have things. To do. <laughs> let's bang this out. No, I'm happy that I'm so happy you're here. You're yeah. so funny. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's such a great thing. Like this is pre Shane. Like someday we'll listen back on this when like you got the Shane show. Oh, you know God, what I mean? I the fucking Shane, hope so. The fucking Shane movie. <laughs> but this is like fucking pure ass Shane. You know, like, like you're on the show. Because you're so fucking funny. Thank you. And you're yeah. not a scumbag. Yeah. I have you're no s- power to wield. I'm just here. Oh, I don't mean it that way. Solely on ability. I think you, I think you should be proud of that. I think, uh, I think I, yeah, in some way. <laughs> like, you know, in, in oh, some no. way. I feel but like don't my, my so, compliment like, backfired. No, no, no. It, it did not <laughs> backfire. It did not backfire. And I, uh, <laughs> it was uh, more like. It's good that that is why I'm here. That is a good reason to be a place. And but other reasons could also be good reasons. You'd yes. love some other reasons. Yes, yes, But yes. that's what I'm saying. I, I'm a believer that those things are absolutely coming. And maybe you even know what those things would be that we'll find the next way to consume shame. I have shame. no idea. You don't know. I, like, I think I do. I'm like, <sighs> you just try <laughs> shit, you know? Like, but you're so funny. Thank you. You're so yeah. unique. Thank you. And when I watch you do stand-up, I'm like, nobody's like... Nobody is like that. You're like, just great at stand up. Do you really think, and unique? That, I think because I always think whenever I see myself, on. I'm like, I'm doing. I, I think I'm doing nine million different people. I mean, all, I, aren't we all? Yeah. I mean, you pointed to Brian Regan. You can watch me do stand up and go, I, like, oh, he's doing a little bit of Regan. There's. A I watch bit if of, I watch Norm, I start to sound like him. Oh like, my God. like well, I watch people open for big people, and they start sounding like it's just yeah. like what we do. We're spongy people, for sure, for sure. Because you like the way you they have, do something, you see a trick or like a, a maneuver they have. Yes, yes. for yeah. sure. I I think you're in the Funches category. Thank you, my old. That is a compliment. Old, yeah, my old running buddy. Were you? Did you guys come up together in Portland? Yeah, he's Ron started like see, a year before. See, I met that whole group. Uh, uh, Blazer Ramon. Uh, <laughs> Do you know Ramon Rivas? Ramon Rivas, yeah, yeah. Ramon reminds me of we talked about it when he did the podcast. Funches is sort of like a planet. It's not a fat joke. It's not an not old Ron joke. Now, yeah. Yeah. now he's like a satellite. Yeah, yeah. No, he, what I mean is he draws other people. He's like a norm in that if I open for Ron, people for six months, I would start. People being like, feel like his cinnamon kind of pick, angel. Like I would just start doing. They pick it. up his tone a little bit, or yes. like tone meaning energy, not. Um, actual tone of voice. That's right. Yeah. But I, I feel that coming off of what you're doing in that it's positive even when it's negative. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? try to... Yeah, it's frustration is a good place to... <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Well, like when I'm being negative... You're being it, frustrated. It, I, yeah, yeah. It's like... It, That's it, right. It's it, like the, emo- it's yeah. the more emotionally aware way of being angry. Yes. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, th- I think so. You actually <laughs> have a really funny line in your album where you say... I, I wasn't angry. I was upset. I was like, that's really fun. I really love that. Thank you for listening. There was also yeah. something on your record that I loved that it didn't work in the sense that it doesn't like get a huge laugh, but I don't think it's supposed to. So it's not no. like it didn't work. It worked in the way that you intended, which I don't think is to get a huge laugh. But you say something that is pulled from my own brain, and I think that's 
what what makes it great is I bet people think this stuff, but they don't say it. And you go, it's weird to think that you won't be at the funeral of everyone you had sex with. <laughs> and I am dying. Yeah. <laughs> and then the tag. And again, the crowd just didn't know what to do with it. I think you just did it as a non sequitur. Yeah, like, they but laughed. those are like those little, you know, those little breadcrumb jokes you have for yourself that are like, this is going to get me. I think me. that's all I care about. Yeah, I think so too. This is going to get me what? I'm sorry. This is going to get me through this big finish for the one millionth time that I know works and I love I... doing. But it still feels better Maybe to Maybe like... that's why I loved it. It's your own little territorial. Yeah, this is this is what this I would do. With it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, get this on. I loved it. Let's talk about that bit. Okay. Let's unpack that All bit. Because right. the second <laughs> t- tell the people the second part. The first well, part is you won't it, be at the funeral of everyone you've had sex with. And then, uh, do you remember that, the second uh, line? I think maybe it was a... Uh, it's definitely better than going to the funeral of everyone you've ever no, fucked. No, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You, on the record, you just say, you won't be at the funeral of everyone you ever loved. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so dark. I was but listening to it and I was, I know! Dude, I've been opening... So they brought me up to a Tom Petty song the other night. Okay. And I just started being like... I said something about how he was dead. Yeah. Not even making a joke about it, but I was like, well, you know, he's dead or something. And people like pulled away and I was like, if we're not here to laugh at our own well, deaths, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And I guess it's like they don't think about it the same way that maybe you... like, like Right. They just hear we go that, to yeah. death. Yeah. But I, I do that too because I'll just be like, hmm... Hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you get you get that ring of like I do love this song. And I you're find like, that with, oh yeah, he's dead with Michael Jackson. And you go like, yeah, it's, it sucks. <laughs> what what he what he people say he did or whatever. I, I, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think he did it. I, okay, just, I yeah, do too. Yeah. I had a conversation with a with a, a car a, a driver. He was driving me somewhere, and we went from like. <laughs> He was like, he didn't do it. And like 30 seconds later, he was like, oh, you're right, you're right. All, all, I, all I said was, I quoted Kyle Dunnigan's Instagram thing that they took down. He did this yeah. really, really funny Instagram thing. And he was like, all I said was, he wasn't having any cute-ass girls over <laughs> like, like that. Because we were kind of joking about yeah. it. And it was like, and it's, it's, it, that silly point made it click for him. He was like... Oh yeah, he had a type. He didn't just love kids. Yeah, he loved a type of kid, which is fucking. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> if you love kids, let the kids run around and blow dandelion seeds. <laughs> That's a different scene than a type of kid consistently yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah, yeah. and separating them from the family Fam- and vi- and wielding like little like the emotional manipulation <laughs> stuff they talk about in that film was like where you say he woke up and he would just be crying and be like. Dude, I don't know if I could. I've, 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 been, I've been in, in relationships, relationships like, like that. that. Yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in, but yeah. you, when you're a kid, you don't know. And here's the other thing, you don't yeah. know. I know people don't. Throw and also, on when you sometimes when you're an adult, for, like <laughs> pop culture <laughs> takes. Yeah, well, but here clearly we not. I'm here in a East '90s punk band T-shirt. Oh, I yeah, thought it was the flower. That no, that's uh, for the band. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's for Joe. But yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be. Excuse me. Please. Uh, I am hey, not going to be chiming in with a bunch beat. of hot pop culture references. Neither of us are. Okay, great. But what were you saying? Uh, what Something were... about MJ? MJ? I call him MJ. Oh, I was saying, like, you don't even recognize that <laughs> behavior sometimes when you're an adult. That's it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, as a so, kid. Yeah. How are you going to deal with that? Yeah. Then I was going to say, now we're just having a conversation, but we're saying what we were going to say. We yeah. can just say it. Is that I grew up in the 80s. Yeah, and the nineties, eighties, eighties, nineties, and I remember how fucking crazy big he was. So when they're like, when people are trying to apply logic to it, like if he was doing that, I mean, you got to speak up. I'm like, 
It, he was he was the yeah. fucking king. It's just it's just he I get why you king of pop. I get why you don't want to let it go. Yeah, yeah, like people love him so much, but oh, I get that too. He just did it though. Like yeah. like there's no. What I'm saying is I can't listen to Tom Petty without thinking that he died. I can't listen to Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson without yeah. thinking about. The I can't listen to Ryan Adams anymore. Like I was such a huge fan of him, and he. I I get it. I I let's put it this way: if. I haven't thrown on Ryan Adams since that. I happened. got drunk like a month ago, and I really let it. it on. Uh, yeah, drunk Shane looks the other way. <laughs> drunk Shane, you know what? Drunk, else? Shane, drunk Shane sees everything. Drunk Shane. <laughs> drunk Shane says yes to everything. Uh, yeah, and drunk Shane looks the other way so he can get bone, 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 bone. It's Billy Jean. <laughs> drunk Shane doesn't care. Drunk Shane. Drunk Shane is a mess. And I feel like with that bit, your death bit. I don't know. I feel like that really is. Uh, like when I saw Drew Michael special and he had that joke about uh, these are very dark but he had that joke about killing yourself at the top of a water slide <laughs> <laughs> like shooting yourself and then going yeah. down the water slide very funny that is so funny and I don't I don't have unwanted thoughts I'm not like a disturbed person or anything yeah. but that's the sort of thing that like when he says it I'm like I've spent time thinking about fucking weird things like that. We used to more before our phones started thinking, yeah. kind of for us. And when he says that, I sort of feel less alone in the world because we're in these fucking meat bags filled with blood. And what I'm saying is, you're saying you won't be at the funeral of everyone you love. I'm like, why aren't we talking about that? Well, like it, <sighs> we should. It feels it, good. Yeah, it, it, me? It does feel. I don't know. It feels good to get it out. I don't know if it feels good get to talk out. to talk about it. No, like, no, no. It feels good in that it feels bad. It makes me feel kind of eerie and yeah, cold. The fact that it is there and no one's talking about it is, is is pretty is pretty upsetting. But like talking about it also kind of just makes it. Buddy, like my therapist always goes like when I yeah. go see her, she goes, she goes. A lot of times you're gonna feel worse than you did when you. She said in. that. Yeah. Oh wow. And, yeah, and I was like, all right, because it's big. It's kind of like a big thing for me to try this. And, therapy, uh, yeah, and talk, chit chat, chit chat therapy. Yeah, like all this, you know, all these shit, all this shit comes up, and then you're like, but like, it just, I do it so I don't have to have it in me anymore. I don't know if, if I feel good about talking about it ever. You know, like I, I, don't, yes. I just want the solution. I don't know if I really want any of the therapy after. Like I, like the solution being, it's not settling in my stomach anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I don't have to talk about it. I just need to like know that this is a thing I have in well, my head and then hopefully somebody else can agree with it. In On The Sopranos, he says, it's like taking a shit. He says therapy. And then Dr. Melfi's like, I prefer childbirth. But it is like getting <laughs> something that was inside of you out of you. Yeah. So if you say, um, if Drew says, shoot yourself at the top of a water slide, which is fucking dark, <laughs> or you say, it when my, the picture when my well. wife left me, one of the thoughts that like really made me break, like I didn't have a lot of breaks, but one of the things that like, and I'm not proud of that, by the way. I'm not like, I was strong. I was like, yeah. no, I, no, no. I was emotionally numb. But one of the things that really disturbed me was I was like, one day I'll just get news that she died. You know what I mean? Or I'll die and she'll get news that I died. Yeah. Somebody that was so important. There's something really like how profound. removed they become. Yeah. yeah, then you go and live a completely different life, and somebody that was you kind of like, mourn them twice. And if you think about, because you mourn the relationship that you had with them, and then you like if they die, then you mourn that too. But then them. what's even worse, I think, is that you just hear that they die, and you're just sort of like, huh? Something that would have been the biggest deal in the world is now just like sad, but it's not not affecting it's not your life. Yeah. Do you think you'll feel that way? 
Well, I haven't talked to her in, I don't know how long, it's been over 10 years. 15, yeah. I looked at Katie. Katie? <laughs> so what I'm saying is if I got news that she died, I would be sad, but I'd be sad in the same way that like a dear friend from college that I haven't talked to in 20 yeah. years died. You'd be sad. Yeah, that happened. That'd be like a couple weeks been, ago. Yeah. It, it goes from like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Like, it's like, I didn't know, I haven't seen the guy in... 20 years so this you know, is what you're talking about but, but it is, is one of those things like but, I, like, but I'm, I'm 100% with you like I, I love this dude and then he died and I was like ah oh, fuck yeah Cody's dead like right. that's a bummer yeah yeah what you're talking about in that bit I think this is why I want to kind of unpack it mm-hmm. is that there's like seasons of our lives and there's times in our lives so what For I'm saying sure. with my wife is my first wife there was a time when her dying would have been like Pete is never the same you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd well, like, that would have affected you forever. Like the devastation would. If she had died when I was 25, and you were I, still married, and people yeah. would, yeah, people would just be like, "Well, we lost Pete." You know, yeah, what I mean? like yeah, the, Pete is gone. You know, interesting now. about Pete, he's a widower. He's like, a widower. <laughs> he's re- he's a recluse. Yeah, he's pale. He looks like he's in Twilight. He's pale. <laughs> he's got sunken eyes. He's a fucking. You would have uh, off the deep end, and now it would be like Cody died. Yeah, and you'd be like, "So what happened? Who am I?" The question underneath all of this is, "Who are you? Am I that Pete? Like that Pete was just a series of experiences. It was a series of habits. I was used yeah. to having. Well, her it's around. growth. What you is know, your relationship? But it's also growth. It's not like, and maybe it's not even growth. It's just change. Like, like. But that's what we you should know. be laughing at is change. Yes, yeah, and that's what we're afraid of. That's a, a good, good point. That's a good. A point. good yeah. comedian will make you laugh at change. Yeah. That's what that. That's why that bit is <laughs> ten out of ten. What were you gonna say? Oh, change. Well, I just sometimes you know, like you, like you don't. I don't know if you grow. I just think you change. Like, I. Uh, you know, say it's weird. Like I, my, I'm further along in my career than I was with my one of my last real serious girlfriends, and it was always like, let's. Uh, you know, she'd be like, "Let's get married someday," and I'd be like, "Ah, sure." Yeah, like, and you were not into that. N- I mean, no, I'm not against it. I just did like I was so focused on getting to a place where I thought I could have a career at some point. Yep, I understand that it didn't matter, like what she wanted to me. Like I was pretty selfish. I get. What, what, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm still. I was a little bit like that, and <laughs> I got married. Yeah, that's why. You know, I would have gotten married if yeah. she had been like, we have to get married. I would have, right. at that point in my life, I would have cowardly just been like, okay. But at least you knew sometimes being honestly selfish is better than being falsely generous, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, well, you, I, can't, you can't like use your, like, you can't use that um, candid about like, how do I say this? I would be like, I have to go do these shows. I have to go, like, I would say like, I have to go do this. I have to go do this. I would be very candid about what I wanted for a career yeah. as a reason to not be close enough to her to go oh, down those roads. Yeah. But were you in your 20s at that point? Yes. Doesn't yeah. that, isn't that just like a... I feel like comedians are almost lucky in that you know that you're doing... The, I, I think doctors and probably lawyers have this also going for them, that you start dating someone in your 20s and you're like, this might not be forever because I'm trying to climb a mountain with a knife in my teeth. Yeah, yeah, they're not um, like every night I swing on a rope from a pirate ship yeah. to another pirate yeah. ship. You know, until I get enough, I like, wake up booty. with a with a actual chore in my yeah, yeah yeah yes. That is a good. 
I feel like a lot of did you, but you didn't feel that way when you got married. Like but I was religious, so I was like, I got to get married because we. I put my wiener in her in her wiener holder. <laughs> it's like the worst thing to call a vagina. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things. Wiener to call. holder. I love that you're you're like your worst thing to call a vagina is a, <laughs> it's wiener, a wiener holder, <laughs> and everybody else's worst thing is <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I just meant it's not a wiener holder. It's not a baby maker. It's a vagina. <laughs> Drop the mic, cartwheel off the stage. Yeah, nicely done. I just opened for Aquafina. <laughs> I don't. I just tried to think of a woman. Does she do stand up? She does stand up. I don't. We don't, I don't know. know her. I don't know. We don't know. Her. Uh, yeah. She's I'm an smart. airline she's, now. We don't. She's, know. She's, 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 she's a she's a brand. Us. She's a brand. She's a, that's what I mean. <laughs> she's a brand. I flew Aquafina <laughs> here today. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy rich desserts. <laughs> Yeah, we're having fun. We're having fun with riffs, aren't uh, we? We're trying to stay on track. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, I was going to ask, I, because yeah. we don't care, we're just here. We're just uh, here together, and yeah. Shane, and we're pre, pre-fame Shane, I like to call you. Pre-fame, pre-fame Shane. Pre-fame Shane. Was, God. But I, but I like it because it's like, there it is, it's coming. And uh, I want to talk to pre-fame, pre-fame Shane before, <laughs> before you get too big to talk about it. What is your therapy? What, when, what, what brought you to therapy? And uh, how's it going? Because okay. let me tell you this. Yeah. The reason I'm asking, I get a lot of feedback from this where people are like, thank you for talking about your therapy. Made me go to therapy. My life is better. So it's not yeah. just like piddly. No, 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 no. People will want to hear it. Uh, yeah. Um, there are a lot of, like, yeah, um, well, I guess I went to therapy when I was young for a little bit. Uh, and I didn't like it, so I never went back. Why did you go to therapy? We have all no. the time we need. So talk about <laughs> why did you go to therapy? I was like a, a depressed, anxious kid. So how did that manifest? Oh, my, my like my folks divorce and all these other kinds. Oh, of really? Things. Yeah. What age? I was thirteen. That's pretty rough because yeah. you're like you're yeah. there. You're there for it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then my brothers were, uh, you know, I have an older brother and a younger brother, and they both. Uh, were pretty wild, so I didn't have. There was not a lot of guy. My mom was a night nurse, so like when my dad left, it was like a just kind of a weird, echoey <laughs> place. And then my older brother got kicked out. Wait, what are the hours of a night nurse? Seven p to seven a. Seven p to seven a. Who has time say. for those <laughs> m's? We're saving a lot of time. With no those meridian. M's. No. Lives are being lost <laughs> with you guys saying those m's. I need you here. Um, uh, no meridians. <laughs> But so I guess that that's when I went. So you were home. You were a latchkey kid with two wild boys at home. Yeah, but then my older brother I'm got kicked. My older brother was out. And sparklers and stuff. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. But it was much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I don't think I was that bad. But my brothers were really wild. So I was like my mom's good kid. So like, uh, there was a lot of pressure. To be, I don't know. Like, yeah, to be grown a little bit. You know, like to act like a man at the age of. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, which I'm still figuring out. So uh, your older brother, he wasn't a candidate for. I hate. The no, term, no, he's I a, hate he, the term man of the house, but no, no, yeah, yeah, he just wasn't. He had, you know, like he handled it a different way. Like, did he go hard? Yeah, I, this isn't yeah, about him, but partying. Yeah, partying and that kind of stuff, and you know, like wilder stuff. And he has like he had kids at a very young age. It's kind of mm. he is a good dude, but he has definitely treaded some weird uh, some paths that would change a lot. A lot of people's lives, for, right? For the worst, right? Uh, so, but then, yeah. So I just didn't like it. Like I wasn't. I'd rather like. I don't think I was mature enough to understand why I was feeling bad. Like I, I would think it was like, oh, it's supposed to make me feel better. I don't feel better when I go in this place. It was pretty mm. rudimentary and base, 
Like, yeah. uh, like I didn't have the intelligence to understand, like, or the emotional intelligence to understand that it was good to get it out and actually talk about it, or as bef- um, instead of just dropping it. Yeah, like I just didn't, if I didn't have to deal with, it, you know, like you want to de- now you're dealing with it. Yes, yeah, I'm dealing with a lot of. How old are you now? I'm 37. I was just singing. How old are, are you? you? <laughs> that was the stupidest It was a nice, little, a nice little tone. You know, a, I love a sweet that little song. Pitch. I love that song. Is that a song? Uh, hold, it's the second verse of Happy Birthday to you. I beg how your old pardon? are you now? There's a second verse to Happy Birthday? You just sing it again with How Old Are You Now? You've never done this? No. You did have a tro- troubled <laughs> no, childhood. Yeah, I wish that how was the top of it. How old are you now? How old are you, are you now? This is real, Katie. Is this a real thing? How old are you? some uh, this, people listening? Are this like, is not a thing. I think this is like one of those things where, like, you're you? like, like, <laughs> like when you're like your your dad. It was like, yeah, doesn't your dad always like clip his toenails and then clean his teeth with Dude, them? Yeah, like you that. are right. <laughs> this is the moment where I find out that, that I, I like someone you in had my a really sweet mom that. or dad that was sweet enough to be like, how old are you now? now? I don't think that's a thing. That's not a thing. I don't even want to Google it. Well, I'm sure live in the wonder. Yeah. Well, don't let it not. It. I guess it. It's not a thing for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) My dad. We couldn't afford the second verse of Happy Birthday. So funny. My dad called Upstate New York Upper State New York, and I would say it, and people would laugh, and I didn't know why they were laughing. (laughs) And you just think your dad's right. He's, he wasn't right. Yeah, he was wrong upper state New upper York. Upper state New York. That's very funny. I'm going to upper state New York. He still says it. That's very funny. It's kind it's, of kind of a cute old man thing. It is, but he was 40 when he was doing it. <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, what, oh, God. where do you go? And all I see now when he says it is a reluctance to change, which brings me to the other dark joke that I like, which is you say your dad died, and then you're like, and I, you see weird things that remind you of him. Oh, yeah. One of them is that you pass a little league field that he was supposed to be at. <laughs> And I thought that was so. I guess I'm just I'm in the mood for nude, man. I love some dark, <laughs> I like, dark shit. I loved it. Thank you. It, I loved it. It. I guess it. It's just a funner place to write from. Pain. Yeah. Share I don't know it. if it's good. It like is I mean, in the good. way, in a way, like I don't know if it's a good place to only write from or only no, no, be no, out no, of. But, but like, but you're. That's what I'm saying. Is you're not just fluffy. You have like little. I'm not even going to call it sour. There's like lemon notes in there. There's something in there. I that, like that lemon that, notes. That, there's lemon notes. That's your second record. <laughs> Shane Torres lemon, lemon notes. notes. But there's something in there. But it's just at, a picture of Jack point. Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a stanza, and his face is on every note. <laughs> I love it. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Sheet music, but little lemon heads. Yeah, I gotta give that but one. But not All the right. candies, Jack no, Lemon. Jack Lemon heads. <laughs> and the band, the lemon. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. We're riffing with fun. Um, but I, I don't know if it's because I've been doing comedy for almost 20 years now. When I look at comedy, I'm just looking for that. Like that, those bits, that pain. Isn't something that the best thing? Like, like the being surprised in comedy is still like, like catching it. Because like, you know, you look at it like in a craftsman kind of way. Yeah. After a while, like you're like, they're gonna go here. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. do this. Right. So when they have a turn that you don't see coming, something that like, only you, you could do. Yeah, which is it's still my favorite thing in comedy. Like, yeah. also the dumber the joke now, the more I laugh. Like, oh, that's I, a real comedian thing. I think. Yeah. 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 I, I think. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I think so too. I don't know what it is. It's just like, I love a good masterful bit, but like if someone's just doing the dumbest joke in the world. I can't yeah. not laugh at... Well, who the fuck had this bit the other day? 
Oh, there was this guy in Portland who would do this bit. He talked about how his dad was a drunk, and he would come home and like scream and yell and hit him. And he goes, and "There'd be blood everywhere." So nice. He goes, ah, you, "You just had to be there." <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. good. Yeah, and it was it was the only good joke the guy ever had. Yeah, but, but God damn, I, like there. it was just so stupid. Wow. I couldn't get enough out of it. Yeah, no, I remember Leo Allen, who I... I met him for the first time. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. It's weird he hasn't done this podcast, but he's in New York. Um, he, after a show, he came up to me and he was like, I had a joke about how um, electric eels are a thing. It's like, it's crazy that we just accept that, that there's a, f- a fish with electricity in it, and we're all just like, <laughs> okay. And I'm like, it's like finding out seahorses emit a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> And afterwards, he was just like, I just love a comedian doing a stupid bit. But he meant it as a compliment. Yeah. Like, that's a stupid bit. No one can argue but the, but it's just, that's not stupid. It is stupid. And it's crazy and it's that crazy. it is normal. Yeah. Like, But it's crazy that anything is normal. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also just that a comedian could go in any direction and they choose to go in a stupid direction or a silly direction. Yes. Can be as really opposed stupid. to like... I don't want it to be serious all the time. The comedy, yeah. like you know, I, I'm glad that it can be. Yeah, me yeah. too. I completely agree. Yeah. Speaking of not being serious all the time, so you started going to therapy because you were supposed <laughs> yeah, to be the man in the house because your parents got a divorce. Kinda. Like I mean, my I was just depressed. My mom, uh, she had a lot of like um, issues with depression and stuff, so she could see it in me. So she was like, she was a nurse too, so she cared about mental health and people yeah. being better. So, what did it? What? How did it start? What was your first experience of anxiety or depression? I was just sad. Like, I would be sad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pre-divorce? Like, depressed. like pre-circumstance um, that would be sad? May, I think, like, like I think a lot of people get into therapy because of catalyst, of, like, a, of some kind of trauma as a catalyst, like, whatever it happens to be. And that happens to be what happened then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would think I was, like, I would lean towards it before, but, uh, you know, depression is, you know, it's hereditary, so... Yeah. Uh, but what did sad look like? like Unmotivated? Like 5'4", 210. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like you didn't... Uh, what, did you have friends? Yeah, I had friends and stuff. Like, it's, I had friends. Uh, I had good friends. I had great friends, but they... Um, I didn't mean it like sad people can't have friends. No, 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 no. I just no. meant like what kind of depressed were you? Were you like, fuck everybody depressed, I'm going to be alone... I was kind of Trying almost like on in. public display sadness. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I would be around my friends and be sad. You know, like they knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah they knew, sad but they chain. don't know. But yeah, like I mean, but what do you do when you're fourteen? Mountain you play Dew video, Code Red. Yeah, I guess. yeah, and video games. <laughs> yeah, and fucking, you know, you, you know, there's no. Uh, I don't know if you don't know. You don't know how to fix anything at that point yet. And all yeah. my mother was trying to do was hold everything together for like. I asked her once. She was. She just. I was like. She's like, I was in a fog for like four years. All I was doing was trying to, like, because mm. we lost a house, uh, we lost everything, and we just ended up in this new house. Uh, but it was like she was, all she was trying to do was like keep it, like a keep roof over our heads, and like the money, everything was fucked. So mm. raising three kids and having them be two of them be wild and, you know, not just like troubling kids like kids are, but like kind of fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they. I mean, she could like this was the best she could do. So I, having good friends was the best. I could. I'm still friends with these guys. I grew up with them. I'm still friends with them. But uh, she 
couldn't keep an eye on everybody all the time because she didn't. My dad wasn't around. So and six p to seven a. Yeah. Right. Seven p to seven a. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted I mean, there the, an hour early. The the nursing professional forgive you, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, that's some serious shit. That's yeah. what she's. So doing. yeah. So like, you don't need. You know, when you're 13 or 14, you go through a lot anyways at that age. Like you know, like you start middle school, high school. Do girls like me? Am I gay? Do I know if I'm gay? Am I not gay? I don't think I'm gay. You know, like you don't know anything about yourself, right? But there's a million things happening. So like, there's no stability it, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So that's. I mean, so that was a lot of my anxiety and issues. Right. Yeah. Was was that a random example, or did you not? Did you struggle with your sexuality? Not thoroughly. I was like, I definitely thought at one point, like, am I gay? And I was like, I don't think I am. Like, yeah, like you like, and then we in like a way of like, more like I should take the time to consider this thought. Yeah. Yeah, because I just assume that I am. For the first, like, five times I took mushrooms, I would go, am I gay? Because, you know, you get into that, like, <laughs> super honest place. Like, yeah, yeah. You just are pure honesty. Yeah. And I'm just to... like, what are the big questions? And I'm like, Peter, are you secretly gay? And you'd be like, no. And I forget what I asked now. I told Val that I stopped asking that. I have other questions that I ask. The purest me. I, I, I What are the other questions? I, I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm honestly blanking. But I remember it used to be, am I gay? I, I've stopped... I was like, are you good? Are you good? Yeah. Do you think you're good? Or you like, yeah. Yeah. That's like a a, Shane. Yeah. I think I am. I think I am. I think I am good. Oh, I don't. I think that's a beautiful question. Am I good? Yeah. Am I good? I think I am most of the time. Did you feel good when you were like being your mother's rock? Um, I don't want to project onto you, but I, I am projecting onto you that like, did this lead to you resenting that you had to grow up so fast? No, because I don't think I did. You know, like, I, I, don't, I really don't think I did. I just, there was some things that, you know, like, she was like, you get yourself up. You go to school. Like, no one is going to do these things for you. You need to get a job. You need to stay busy. Like, you need to be doing things. Mm. You know, like, um, I never resented her. None of it. No. Like, uh, what about your dad? You weren't mad at your dad that you. Oh, of course I was. Yeah. Kind of left with the house. No, he didn't leave. With, we lost the house. My dad was bad with money, so he lost. That's what happened to the house. Yeah, yeah, it was foreclosed. But on. then it's you and two wild boys. Yeah, and then eventually my older brother got kicked out, and then my younger brother was out for a bit. Uh, and my my dad was homeless for a little bit. So, oh boy, yeah. So we like I moved him into a shelter for a little bit. So in the town you lived in, in Fort Worth, which is pretty, it's a decent sized city. So. Yeah. You, I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. Would you see your homeless dad? Would you like... No, I mean, he was in a shelter for like two months. You know, like he didn't... I see. But he would... You would I wouldn't... I guess That would difference. be a weird time for him to decide to start showing up again. Was when he was like yeah. Homeless. I love you. Yeah. And it didn't happen right away. It just like... He just couldn't get on his feet. My, I always had this thing with my dad. I think he was a good guy, but he, I, he was not a good man. He wasn't good at meeting responsibilities like right. a man sh- and like any adult sh- you know like, like i'm using adult. that yeah i understand uh, we're both using yeah, kind yeah. Of like he was a man he identified as a man so i will call him a man like right. I, I don't want to I, I don't need to be proper saying. with language right now about my own yeah um but it's good for us to be uh, clear yes and uh careful man in the house is a anybody can run a house for sure right for and, you. and except dad. my dad so <laughs> 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 Um, forgive me for asking no, you're kind fine. of on- obvious questions. What led to your dad's spin out? What was it a substance? I mean, he just thing? wasn't was like good with No, no, no. He was. I think my dad had a lot of depression issues that he would he never ever recognized. Mm-hmm. But um, 
he what my dad my, my dad wasn't a drunk or a drug addict. He was just like he was kind of fucking lazy. I think he just kind of had life happen at him and around him. He didn't know what to do. You know, like he's like I don't know if he had a lot of passion for anything, mm-hmm. which I think is a is a dangerous thing yeah, to not have in your life. You know, numbness is yeah. very hard. And he wasn't good with money, and so he lost the house, right? And then right. he li- he lied about tax stuff at, to my mom. And then, you know, things just got worse. Just kept, you know, money kept getting worse and worse. And then fucking it was out. He came, you know, he got it. He landed on his feet kind of later on, but he still wasn't that great at it. But, uh. He just, I don't, I think it was just gradual shit. I just don't think he could hold up. I think it was like depression that he didn't know he had. Like, right. right. Cause he couldn't fix the situation. You know, like, so he didn't know how to fix any of his shit and he didn't care to try. He just kind of like got, he would get back to his feet just long enough to like make it to the next round of life and then mm. take another beating for three mm. minutes. And how did he die? Uh, he had a stroke. He had a stroke out. I was in Portland, I was still living there. And he stroked out. He stroked out. Yeah, Is I that mean, what they, they say. Well, like that. My my mom was like, yeah, because my mom was a nurse. Like, um, my mom spoke like she in medical. She'd be like, like a nurse would be like, he stroked out. Like, like, uh, like that's like their term. Yeah, I guess we don't call uh, them jokes. They're bits. <laughs> we don't say he died of a stroke. We say he stroked they're out. They're skit. You call them bits. I call them skits. Oh my I, god, Shane, I still call them skits. skits. You uh, do not. No, I wish I should. So funny. <laughs> Do Just, one of my little skits. It's gonna go up here and do some skits for you guys. Oh uh, my god! The first bit, <laughs> the first on hints of lemon. Or just start, of you lemon. just do it at a people at one of these places where people are like, comedy is the purest thing in the world. And you're like, man, my new skits aren't working the way I want. You like, and they like, are fun. you just do that to like in front of like, like all the sellers guys. Or yes. Something. Oh my god! god. <laughs> see all man. See all new skit. Hey boss, what do you think of this new skit? <laughs> So you were saying you dad depressed, yeah. dad stroke. When did that happen? I was twenty nine. Okay, so, so yeah. a while ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was twenty nine. He, yeah, he just had a stroke, and if I, I flew home, and they were like, he's, you know, like they were like, my mom was a nurse, and then my dad's second wife was a nurse, uh, and. We we're all in there, and they were just like, "He's not gonna come back from this." Like oh, he wow. was, you know, like they're like, "He's gone." Like this, um, we're never getting him back. And then it went like, and it just was, it wasn't gonna happen. Mm. So we pulled him off and moved him to hospice, and then oh, he uh, he died a few days in, like a day and a half in, or something like oh, that. Wow. Yeah, two days. Were you with him? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was a. It's weird. Yeah. What was it? Did it? What? I've never been with someone dying. Never. Mm-mm. Wow. You've been with more than one person dying. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Well, my mom died. Your uh, mom died too. Yeah. And you were with her. Yeah. Yeah. What was the? Were they similar? No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a gunfight. Like, One was a gun. No, it wasn't a gunfight. <laughs> like they didn't go out together in a bank robbery or anything. <laughs> uh, no. I just mean like what? What was the impression left on you? Oh, of the actual moment. Yeah, you your experience. Well, my mother, that. with my dad, it was like 
is they're both first of all they're both super sad. Secondly, with my dad, um, my mom was there because she still was kind of like around the family. She was you know like kind of tied to his parents and stuff, just through us for through her grandkids and a little right. Bit. Did you hesitate to say that she still like loved him, kind of in a weird way? No, she, I heard not talk. My mother and I had a really candid relationship, so she, she would say uh, she's like, "There's part of me that's always gonna love your father, but I don't love him. Like I'm not like right. the, she would in that way that you will always love somebody to some degree, and right. th- that you've loved that deeply. But with him, he just, I mean, I don't know. I, the only thing I could really think about was like, I was there. I think my younger brother was there, and my mom was there, and my grandmother was there, my father's mother. And he, I just remember I felt so bad for her, mm-hmm. for my grandmother. Like, I mean, it's just a terrible thing. I can't imagine something worse than seeing there, doing, doing that with your own kid, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. So he died, and then mom died. It's, it was much different with my mother because it was like, there's no adults left in my family. It's just me and my brothers. And you were super close with your mother. Yeah, and so were my brothers. Like she, she oh, they were too. Yeah, yeah. Even through all of the shit, picture, they, yeah. she loved the way they'd shoot a flaming arrow into a barn. <laughs> God, I, honest <laughs> to God, wish it was something that my Rockwellian. <laughs> That's Rockwellian. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so crazy that like your examples. I'm just like I'm trying hard. Were they arrested? Plenty of times. Dozens. Did they Dozens. drive in a Confederate flag two door? <laughs> no, thank Christ. They are a lot of things. They're not that. Uh, I was the only one of my siblings that wasn't expelled from high school mm. on multiple games. So they were. They were just wild. I don't know. Like to me, where like I don't. Fights? I'm not from the crate. Yeah, all the time. Uh, like never stopping. <laughs> never stopping. Never stop. Never stop. Like my brothers are like kind of tough guys. Would like, they fight you? Yes. Absolutely. Shane. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> Little sad Shane. Yes. Having to fight his brothers. Yeah. Yeah. The guy. Those two guys are really going to understand the emotional complexities of a. Little doughy thirteen year sucks, but you know you fight back. I wasn't like you weren't. Just I didn't let him just beat, beat the shit out of me. I'd yeah. fight back, but yeah. still, yeah. But I mean, like home. other people, the whole neighborhood, whoever, like they fight, like they were just wild. I don't, yeah. But like they weren't that different than a lot of the other kids in my neighborhood. Like it wasn't this. They weren't. It the wasn't anomaly. the worst place in the world. The but Torres it was, brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they it was were a wild. town of Torres brothers. Yeah, I mean, kind of like just kid, like the neighborhood. Kind of sucks, kind of doesn't. People are mostly working class, but nobody's got enough money to have somebody watch their kids for them. Like, both parents work. It's that kind of... Right. You know, like, it's not... So... It's not like, you know, nobody's shooting everybody. It's not like gang violence. You know, that's not great. But it is just bad kids with too much time on their hands getting into worse kids and drugs and... Right. And like, so substance abuse and then like parents not being around because everybody has to work, you know, like everybody loves their family and their kids. They just, they go do fucking gully shit sometimes. What shit? Gully. I think I'm using it right. It's like, it's Ian and uh, Carmel was telling me, it was like, it's a, it means like you're wild, like you're nuts. Gully shit. Yeah. yeah. We were admiring that you used the term grip. Grip? What did he say? A gr- There's a grip. Oh, like, oh, like, yeah. You said there was a grip, but it wasn't money. I've heard of a grip of money, or, but uh, you were just like, 
a if grip you're ever looking for people that love Guy Fieri, there's a grip of them. Down, you know, like, <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. Oh, I thought you were talking to Ian said that. Or no, so. no, 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 no. Ian no, said yeah. grip. Yeah. You have a great use of uh, interesting language. Don't you think people don't use um, synonyms enough? In com- like, I feel like people... Well, use- that's Brian Regan. Yeah. The first time I heard, I say this with full respect, I'd say this if, if Dane was in the room. I feel like so many of us, including Dane, learned what I call synonym comedy from Brian Regan. I'm sure if Brian was here, he could tell us where he learned it. Yeah. But like Brian Regan being like, uh, I can think of the, the Dane Cook bit that made me really think of Brian, which was like, he talks about you ever go in a pool and then you come up under a float, like somebody's <laughs> yeah. on a float. And, and he just goes something, something, something like, don't float above me when I'm drowning in the abyss. <laughs> And I was like, calling a pool an abyss, That's the joke is the synonym. Yes, for the sure. The joke is the pool feels like an abyss. You call it an abyss. And that, I, I think a lot of us learned from Regan. Yeah. I can't say if Dane did or not, but, yeah, but there's the, nothing to, no shame in the game. No, no, no. And it's just like a thing. It's a thing everybody does. Like We all do yeah, it Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And you should. Like, you call, you words call are it valuable. a crevasse. I used, to word, I used to word coitus in one of my jokes. Yeah. And people always laugh, yes. and it's not a joke, really. But buddy, you know. there's something athletic going on with stand-up. Is that you're you're not throwing a football or shooting a basketball, obviously, but you are trying to show a certain amount of prowess in a communicative. Yeah, way. there's a, something about ability yes, that's very show, so show off. Yeah, well, that's don't like, be embarrassed. You have the time. You're of all the people in the room. You're the only one that prepared ahead of time. The, show off. Yeah, yeah. That's what Letterman like, said his job was. He goes, I show off for an hour a night. That's what I do. It's fucking great. And I was like, "That's right. That's great." Don't be embarrassed, comedians. No, go uh, go hard. Like I don't <laughs> go it's like hard. This, well, that's like that weird thing. Like you know, like use the ath- athletic analogy. It's like I remember the comedians with the most ability I'd ever seen. Like like natural ability, the funniest people. Yeah, often didn't have to prepare that much to do well. Yes, but then they never. They don't pop. Yeah, they don't go as far as they could have. You don't want to. They, be get, they all also charisma. get too much shine yes. right in the beginning too, because like people yes. like some guys come out of the gate or gals uh, or people. You get it. You've, thank you. We understand. I know. I'm trying hard. You do. I'm right. still not. I'm trying really hard. Just with, don't like, shoot the, a flaming arrow into the barn. Bar. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> I won't. Um, they come out knowing almost fully formed how they want to be, even if they're not good enough to do it yet. Does yeah. that make like? It's like they have a tone and a personality right out of the gate that is like, oh, they're, I see how they're going to be a comedian, like what kind of stuff they will be doing yeah. right away. Yeah. But then they don't ever have, um, or not ever, but a lot of them don't ever make it to that point of like, well, this is the hard work part. Right. Where I have to like sit down what, and do this. See, that's why you say when I watch your stand up, you're like, really? I, I see all my influences. I'm like, you should be like five kids trying to sneak into a nudie movie under a trench coat. <laughs> You should be with your influences, but then through that period, the hard part, only one of you can squeeze through the Even final your dirty hole. analogies are, Nudie movies? are fucking Sunday funnies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a family circus cartoon. I'm just saying yeah. the hard part, I, I was just thinking about a comedian I knew that used to go on stage and I would see him like trying out different personas and I, and, and I was like, it's kind of weird. The hard part and the, and the grind is what's going to reveal... Who you your are? Perso- yeah, it's gonna it's gonna do it for you. And I think it's a, that's always evolving. Like, this too. is who I am. It's like, bitch, you've been doing it for like, like two dude, weeks. Yeah, like you don't. It was a guy. I'm calling a guy a bitch. Now you it, got me oversensitive. This, I can call my own a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
But like you're supposed to do that too, and you're supposed to kind of try on these different hats that fit. Try so, them all on, but yeah. don't don't ever be under the delusion that you're going to decide what your voice is. No, yeah, no, that that's it's going to be delivered to you. Yeah, it's all you can be is open. It's just like it's like erosion. Like you're getting you're it's getting erosion. You 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 form into something smooth eventually. That's what I'm saying. Because all you have to do, all you have is work to do. That's like, right. it's all you ever have to do. It's like, and the audience is going to show you what to do. That's yeah. why a the writer. Yeah. is alone and they don't know it takes so much longer i think for a writer to find their voice in a stand-up stand-up could change voices between sets I think in the same a, night yeah but i also think there's no way to do stand-up alone so yeah that's right so writers can always work and stand-ups oh so, yeah you're right so there's a there's a two there's two different like um i wish i've been trying to think in this way uh just in my life but also comedically is like um we're talking about how you know the the compare the like comics musicians musicians only have to play the songs that everybody knows and they can be done and we have to create new stuff and it's right. harder. It's like right. the idea, but I also it is harder, but it's also a blessing because yeah, that because that James guy doesn't want to play the, no, to play yeah, that's fire my and rain. Yeah, he's like, doesn't, oh no. god, he's envying the woman in the song who died. <laughs> She didn't have to sing this a million times. That was disrespectful. Of, You've got me over sensitive. I don't even know what that song's but about, but it sounds like a, somebody who died. <laughs> if it's somebody famous who killed themselves, Last I apologize. Season. You don't know what that song's about, Pete? What is it about? I don't, I don't I sang, I don't I honestly dude, don't. Dude, I sang the second verse of the happy birthday song. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't look to me for answers. Also, who's James Taylor? Uh, you know I know what James the guy. The guy. <laughs> he looks like he sells sandals. <laughs> You know the guy. Oh, from Funny People. Yeah, the guy from Funny People. <laughs> Facebook, fuck Facebook. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> fuck Facebook in the face. God, that's so funny. Um, you were saying. Um, we don't know. Do we know? I can't remember. I'm talking about the five kids in the nudie trench coat. I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, like, like the, the influences are valuable, but like, I mean, uh, you don't want them to. You know, I guess imitation is the highest form of flattery. Blah blah blah. But like, where you. How much of it you take and keep, and what you do with it is right. Is extremely valuable. Like that's where the hard work thing comes in. It's like uh, I heard. I think it was Colin Quinn said he's like writing is the hardest part because it forces you to recognize you're not a genius. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, which is kind of like what that work is to me. Like when you take those things and you find like, oh, I'm kind of doing this like like norm and it's working. Mm. So now. Uh, if I keep doing this, I'm just going to end up being norm, norm, and yeah. like norm. Yeah, uh, you have to yeah. Where it's of... like where you take what it is, and not you take from it what you want, but you don't take what it is. I, like you take mm-hmm. you take the idea and the because Norm. One of the things I like that he does is he all of his jokes are just the words he's saying. Mm. Kind of, like you know, like when he's doing a bit that's twenty minutes long about like a raisin cake or whatever he's fucking talking about. There's not like a lot of is likes and a lot of like drawn out like flowering comparisons to things. You know, like mm-hmm. it's very like. Like, uh, was it? Uh, do you know the bit of from the last maybe the last special we did where he's like a where he talks about murdering a woman? The devil made me do it. Yeah, no, no that's the, an old old bit. No, the uh, I was like, if I was gonna murder a woman, and he just does, he just talks about how he would plan to murder a woman. Like and he talks about he goes, "What's well, the serial killers are always they they're so meticulous, and then when it comes to burying the body, they always get found at a shallow grave." He's like, "They're, they're always hasty." <laughs> So he's just saying these words that are not, you know, like he's not. 
Yeah. These cra- it just I can't but that's the thing attitude. I take from him. He, it is. It's attitude driven yeah. because it's norm. Yeah. This is why so many beginning comedians are terrible I think is because they study the greats and the greats have found these voices. I've made this point a million times. I used to analyze stand up records and I put on Seinfeld's I'm telling you for the last time. Okay. And the opening line is what So what's with the cab drivers in the BO, right? And there's like a 30-second laugh after that line. Go to an open mic and say, what's with the cab drivers in the BO? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not this kind of person, but God bless. Like, it's not going to be a 30-second. I'm not saying it's not a funny line, but like an open micer. But he also being, gets that because he's just famous Seinfeld, too. But he's also doing what he does. But Norm is also getting he's doing what he does. Laugh. For sure. He's being who we want him and need him to be. But when you're a comedian, you're actually trying to forge who you are. So you should be studying the people that are like one year ahead of yeah, you. Yeah, you should not. Yeah. The masters. That was like both. Study both. For sure. But like that's like what you're saying. Like, uh, but it's hard to study somebody who's one year ahead because it's not good. Yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. what, what I you was... know. Like that's the other thing. It's like you, yeah, you I should learn to crawl before you walk. But it's like it is hard to. The people that like, were like one year ahead of me when I was starting it was like Matt Bronger. They were good. Yeah, I was watching and I was like, holy shit! But that's a, that's also a rarity. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got really, a, really lucky. Yeah, I got. I that's the thing people don't talk about enough in comedy is like timing is the key to comedy. Clearly, but like timing and when you start and who you start around is it's, it's, it's so inv- like I was so lucky that I started with like around the same time as Funches and Carmel and all these other guys these interesting brilliant comics yes that were doing creative things That's and right. blowing Richard Bain was another guy Whitney Street all these people I just I was just like they're so funny and they're not acting like comedians yeah. yeah 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 they were coming out of the gate swinging it was dude I think about this, this all the time my my scene was Kumail Hannibal TJ, Kinane, yeah. Bronger, John Roy, just like every one of those people that I just named, none of them are like each other. No. They were all... And they're all really idiots. funny. And they're all really, really funny. Yeah. Do you, is, there, uh, is there somebody... I always ask comics this. Uh, is there somebody from that era you're like, this was the funniest person and we, no one's ever heard of? I, Dude, that, you know what we call this? Black and white photo, fat guy between Whoopi Goldberg and Robin Williams. It's always <laughs> what? There's always like, me and Mulaney would joke about this, like, no one could follow Freddy. There was always some fucking Freddy. <laughs> yeah. That like, no one could touch fucking Freddy. But of course, he does coke and explodes. Or dies. Or, or they yeah. just don't make it. Or some... they just don't. Uh, there's a million ways to not make it in comedy. That's a book. We <laughs> yeah. should write a book a called A Million, million ways, ways Not to Make, make it, in it in Comedy. comedy. Yeah. Um, but let me think hard on that. Was there a guy that used to just mow the house down? There were a lot of like artistic types. There was a guy named Mike Olson who was just a genius, just like yeah. almost like an Andy Kaufman. Um, very like he wasn't like a regular stand up. He wasn't like, a regular stand up. Yeah. He would go up. He would sing this song. Oh, poor little fish. Why are you sad? When will you die? <laughs> like just like really absurd stuff. I That's remember really so funny. many of his yeah. bits. I know that. I remember I, those jokes all the time. I think of those guys. Go, God, I wish I could just steal that guy's joke. I'm not doing comedy anymore. Like, I think about it all the time. What happens to people's. We almost did an episode of Crashing. When someone retires or quits or dies, you should bequeath your act to somebody. You think so? I mean, if you want to. If be, you're not famous, you, you should. Be a super if, you're, if you're not famous, if you're not famous, you should. Yeah. You're like, hey, look, I did this one pretty good, right? That's so Maybe, funny. Maybe. Maybe I, yeah. Pete would like. If there, 
Maybe Pete would like my rainbow joke. Ah, yeah. Well, keep it going. Yeah. Keep it alive. That would. I mean, it would be kind of cool, but <laughs> that would also then also just feel so disingenuous. No, I know you shouldn't do it. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. I, I've also thought this: we should have a comedy scholarship where a bunch of famous put a thousand dollars. You get ten famous comedians to give a thousand dollars. Uh, suddenly that's 10 grand. You do it with 30 guys, 30 grand. You can sponsor a comedian, right? So you find somebody that's amazing and you sponsor them. I wonder what you think about that, but I'm also like, the problem with that is like, it's it's not going to work. What it's also like, it's like, the system works. I don't think it's always fair. No, and it does work. It like works it out pretty well. It kind of works. I heard uh, Greg Fitzsimmons said once, uh, this was, I was at New Face and he goes, you know, like, I was just to some podcast he was on. It was just that he said, if you work hard and you're nice and funny and don't quit and don't quit. Yeah. He was like, you'll get there. Like you'll get somewhere like yeah. it, it won't happen on your timeline and not everybody's going to get everything they want. But he's like, you can get to a place that you will like to be happy with, which is yeah. like, maybe that's like for a lot of people, that's like respect to their peers in a working career. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where most of us are. Well, everyone up. that I just mentioned, all those people, all of them work the and they're all working. Yeah. yeah. And and that's what I tell young people now. Um, Back to your comedy scholarship thing for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Don't you think the more valuable thing would be like if you guys all saw this kid and you were like, "Well, we'll just help him." Like, yeah, but like that, there is a comedy scholarship. It's well, you're open for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the yeah. comedy scholarship. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's perfect. And I know there are probably frustrated comedians listening right now. But two things to that: one, if you're listening to this and you don't feel like how Shane felt in Portland or how I felt in Chicago. Move. You should find another place. It's and like if you need to be York, around better comedians. Move to another scene. Yeah. There's another scene. Yeah. But you just need to be around better comedians. Like all the time. Like Dude, you I'm... have to be around people that make you punch your fucking way like really hard because they you get bad. Like you yeah. get really it's like fucking playing tennis. Don't play with a, a fucking shitty person. Play with yeah. someone who's kicking your ass. When I moved to New York, forget yeah. it. Blew my mind. It was Mulaney and Kroll work in the same rooms. It was like yeah. You're going to follow... Did you come in with some steam under your belt when you moved to New York? Like, had you, had you My done... credit was that I was from Chicago. And that's what I tell people. <laughs> I was like, if you move to New York and you're from Portland, that's your credit. Yeah. And it'll get you booked for a little while. Uh, but Yeah, no, that's actually a good point. Like the out-of-towner move. the out-of-towner. Yeah. And don't even... booked on some stuff. It'll get you booked on some stuff, but then you, hopefully you can deliver and then you can stay in yeah. the mix. That's but just true. I if you, have... But if you have proof in the pudding... Yeah. Like, you know, like I... I'm fortunate that I get booked fairly you know to do a lot of fun stuff but i only think it's because i i do well on those shows like i have you know yes. some i have some credits and stuff the tricks work once yeah once that's why the scumbags and you'd hear tell of these scumbags that would like if you want to get booked on some hot show just lie and say you're getting ready for a late night set i was like yeah that works once and then everyone knows you're a fucking piece of shit yeah and we can't wait to blackball you and, and also I, a lot of people don't think you deserve a late night set like so other people go, it's a, li- it's a lie. Yeah, yeah, but oh, I, mean, I like, I like some people be like, Fuck. yeah, I guess they'll yeah. give it to you. So it's like it's you double salt. Like it just be because you are for two reasons presenting the idea that you are like you are lying. But the only mean they're going to be like all of a sudden have respect for you. That's right. Like, you know, that's they'll right. still give you the favor. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're going to be like, oh, now he's great. Right. Like they they won't think that. But but you're I'm so with you. It bears repeating. Be, surround yourself with people that are a little bit better than you or yeah, a lot better than a you. A lot better. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to like and I don't want them to be so good that I'm like, I can't even touch this. Is I there felt, a few people you felt that way about? Uh when I was starting starting, 
that's why, you know, Kumail and I became friends, not me and John Roy. John Roy was the middle and we were open micers. He was on the road. Okay. So he was a little too out of my out of my league. So was Bronger. Yeah. But like Kumail, we had both only done stand up maybe two or three times, or maybe five, ten times. And so that was I don't want to call it an alliance. But we it's, were friends, it's, but we made an alliance. Yeah, but you became it's fortunate that you you started with somebody who else who wanted to be good and not yeah like, and you can feel that though can't you i mean yeah when you, you know, know really quick like because you're like this one's happening let's they're do this and they're like around. When yeah I saw, or, they're, I saw or they Ron, are fucking around they're not going to be at the places you want to be totally yeah. i saw funches at um some shit show in portland and i was just like yeah okay <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah uh, he'll, he'll 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 be fine he'll be yeah. fine yeah that's what i tell the young people i go don't quit especially if there's something unique about them like a voice or some style or something. Yeah. Oh, you're 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 from Alaska that's or something. The, that's the thing I would tell people. Like, don't like, quit. I would just be like, do be unique. Like don't like I know you see what works. Yeah. But do a better version of that. Like cuz yeah. like like so many people right now I think are comedy's in this wonderful place half the time and then half the time it's in a wonder like a bad like Every, all these people are talking about the same things and nobody's doing it different. I only ever wanted to tell jokes that nobody else could tell. Like, what? that's all yeah. I... Meaning... Oh, I love know, that. That's great. But I think a lot of people are doing that right now. Like, they're just... No, I... How, how do, they're I, saying the same things and it's, it's boring. Like, yeah. even if I like what they're saying, it's still yeah. kind of boring to me. I hear what you're saying. Ice cream can be boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... You know, I she ate it when I was depressed. Cream. Like, yes. yeah, I do. I think that like it's it's good, but it's it is like it's yeah. Where's the special person? Like, right? Yeah, right. You know what I think is a big problem with? Uh, I sound like an old person. I don't care with comedy these days. Is there's so much work that if you're 22 and funny, we're gonna you're gonna get scooped up. Yeah, pretty but that, quickly. That's bad. That's what I'm saying. Is it stunts you're gonna, people. You're gonna what's that? I think it stunts. That's them. what I'm saying. Y- yes, yeah. Is it takes them out of? We sound old. Let's just <laughs> lean into it. But it just it takes them out of the grind. And I'm not saying you have to work the road for a million. No, years. and I don't think the road sounded good a lot of to people. Like I know the road can leave a stank on you oh, in that's a, so another gross. a worse way. Yeah, and there's good. It's sometimes it's the work you take but and not the work you do. Yeah, that's nice. I yeah. like that. Yeah, but anonymity is power, and the, that those ten years where you're kind that's of good, looking. Dimitri Martin said that to me. He was like, "That's a really good when point." No yeah. one knows who you are. You can be anything, but a and lot of people burst. are being told who they are right as soon as they're barely figuring out who they are, and then they're minted, and now it's like, "Well, that's what they are, and that's what they do." I know they can still move and grow and change. I'm not. Do saying you have they're, troubles they're with that? Like, like, so you've been like. A successful, successful comic for what ten years, probably. Like in the sense of like you were headlining and you've had some TV stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Before that happened, before you became that a commodity or whatever you (laughs) trading in Pete futures. um, (laughs) Was I? Because like I had this when I did your show at Largo. Was like I don't. Nobody really knew who I was there outside of maybe some of the other comics. Yeah, and maybe a few people. But there's an anonymity in being like. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill. Like, yeah, yeah like because and you did. Yeah, but the expectation of you is that you have to kill even harder now. Like, because they I know hear you. that it doesn't. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't. Yeah. So you have that to look forward to. 
<laughs> Again, uh, I mean that only as a compliment. Yeah, it yeah, sounds no, like a like, burn. But, but, but you don't feel like no. You don't, there's no comparison of your work to previous work or that kind of stuff. That like I because I feel like it always needs to be better. Like that's why I, I feel like put I'm out playing the game with myself. Like I want my next special to be the best special that I've done. Yeah, yeah. and I. Uh, but I'm the one that establishes those stakes. I don't feel the pressure from the from any outside source or anything know. like that. But I also don't look for it. Yeah, I do. I'm not Google. I, I, I look for. I make it dirty, on myself. Dirty clean review. Do you? Do you not read? <laughs> no. Oh my god. The review. I sound like Seinfeld. The review was the audience. <laughs> it's being reviewed. <laughs> As I do it. That's that's what the audience is. Why do I need someone who pretty... wasn't there to come in and tell me how I did? I heard the laughs. I heard the applause. He gets to say that though. That's because he's Seinfeld. I you know. know. Like, but you know like, what? I, like somebody who's great who doesn't have that kind of. You, like he can always can still be, be like, "Fuck, I'm Jerry Seinfeld." You can be. You're Seinfeld the comedy too. writer for. Whatever. I think Jerry, as our patron saint. Is trying to tell all comedians that that is your birthright. I think that he's right. Comedian. I think that he's right. Yeah, but it uh, he has a certain amount of clout. I that, that he can he can like he his muscle is strong. You know, what I mean? like, but you, but okay, take it out of comedy and be like, you saw the new Spider Man movie and then you saw the reviews are bad. I don't know if any of that is true. Yeah, I, I heard Colin Quinn say this. I think it was Colin and Seinfeld talking about it on something, and Colin's supposed to be like, oh, I thought I enjoyed it, but I didn't. You know what I mean? This reviewer says that the plot was thin. I thought I loved it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He like said, I, Colin said that? Yeah. You think it was Colin? So what I'm saying is you can take it out of stand-up. Like, if it feels too proud or cocky to say, like, fuck you, it was reviewed in the moment, uh, just look at it with other media. The new Stranger Things isn't as good. Really? I thought it was the best one. Like, why Why do you need someone to tell you what to think? Well, I tell myself that, is what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah. so I'm gearing up, because I want to sell a new special, yeah, and get it, uh, but I'm gearing up for it to. It has to be better than the last one. Notes the of last lemon. one, notes of lemon, notes of Jack Lemon. <laughs> but it has to be better than the last one to me. Like to you, yeah. But like right now, it's not. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's great. Yeah. This is what makes stand up so fun. Is that it's like golf or racquetball or something. It's like <laughs> you can never perfect it. It's never and, done. And when you film it, you just abandon yeah. it. It's, it's kind of the fucking. I was talking, about, but I, you do feel it differently. This new hour, I'm just like as I'm working on it because when I did the last hour, I was doing crashing. I think it's great, but now I'm like, oh shit! If I can be laser focused on just stand up, you get to tune. You feel be... more tuned into it, and whether or not the end result is that much different, I actually don't know, and that's kind of an interesting experiment. To me, there's little things that other comedians will notice and be like, oh, that's a uh, you've done that bit 150 times, and you find that little micro tweak yeah that makes it feel like a master it, it's almost like for it, sure it takes another mathematician feel, to notice that you carried the one in a very sexy way but you know we'll see yeah. what were you gonna say you i feel you, no i feel that i do that what you were saying about like how you've done this thing a thousand times and then people see how you're doing it different this time but in the same yeah, yeah. i like i'm like this is i think that's bad for me what like, is like to do it too many times to do something similar so like i was how do i fucking say this so on the album, I do a bit about my dad dying, right? And now I have this thing where my mom died recently. And you're uh, comparing the dead parent bit? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. mom dying bit funny as dad dying bit? <laughs> yes. Because I wanted to kill, not yeah, die. Well, here's the other thing. Is like I want it to be, 
I want it to be like the best. Like I like if I'm gonna make a joke about my mom dying, I want it to be the best possible joke it can be about yeah. my mom dying. Like yeah. I want it to be like a song. Right. And right now it's not. So like I get like I don't. I guess I'm just as between your you have did you have anxiety between your first and second album or special between. Uh, Pregnant with Wonder was that the first one? You Impregnated did? with Wonder was the first one, and then the second one. By the way, that's nice on my iPhone, devil. and it it goes off on my alarm, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. Hilarious! <laughs> what do you mean? Like the alarm goes yeah, like, off? Yeah, like it's one of the bit, play... it's the King thing that you do. King, in the, the, the King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. You and I both have somebody in the crowd that we tease the yes. whole record, <laughs> which I highly recommend. It's it very fun. Makes it makes you feel, feel present. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the King. God, I forgot about the King. A, what do you think that, that guy's really doing fun. now? I don't know. I think he's come to another show since then. That was right. in San Francisco. Um, but no, I didn't. There, I, I'm, I'm blessed with a uh, blessed. I'm fortunate just to have the disposition of like not worrying about things like that. That's fucking crazy to me. <laughs> That's fucking so insane to me. I enjoy the game of like, ooh, I can motivate myself by making the next one the best it's ever been. Yes. But I don't go like, what if it's not as good? I as do the that other stuff because I don't. You come home. I mean, that's like you should live with me. I come home and I say to Val, I go, I'm so good at stand up, and I don't say that to be proud. She comes home from her dance class, wild and free, here in Los Angeles on Sundays. Uh, give it a goog. <laughs> give it a goog. <laughs> and she's like, I'm so good at it. I'm so good at teaching dance, and I, it's good to find that thing. You're good at. Stand-up. Were you raised in a house where you're allowed to be? Where you? It was good for you to know that you were proud of being good at something. Like I think so, yeah. Yeah. Were you not? I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I think I think like you show up and you do the work. Like it's kind of like like you let it speak for itself, but, but you don't Margo, have you, you don't ever. Yeah, and I think I did well. And you didn't go. You don't get that. Like fuck. It's forget pride. I, I'm I'm trans pride. Like I'm beyond pride. Yeah. I'm. It's it's. I'll a never feeling... be beyond pride. I'll never be beyond pride. <laughs> I feel I, pride sometimes. Yeah. I'm just saying it's. Beyond pride, it's the feeling of a foot going into a shoe. You're just like, I'm good at stand up. When I do stand up, I'm good at it. Yeah, I do think I'm good at it, but yeah. like, I could never say it out loud. You How many listeners did. do you have? It's like in Mr. Grever. <laughs> but you're crying now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shane, you, you said could, it now. You said you're good at stand up now. I I do think I'm good, but I don't. Um, I guess I'm always thinking I'm. This is it's the same thing. It's the same problem we've been talking about. I was like. Uh, I did well, but I know how well I can do, and Troubling. that is I not what just happened. That and and like after every, not every, you know, some sets I'm like I'm actually pleased with that. I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled with how that went, but uh, I more often than not will walk off being like, you you did your job well, but you know mm. where where you what's your what the level of ability you have had and can take it to was not that to join you in that. Yeah, because I'm not, you know. But it's, that's it's, it's that way with everything. Yeah, you know, like what do you mean? You should. I think for if you're passionate about your work, that's how you should feel about it. Most totally. Of the time. Yeah. Well, I sometimes get off the stage. and I'm like, there. Is, I feel like there is a combination to crack most audiences, and sometimes I come off and I go, I just didn't have it. I had the yeah. wrong three numbers. You know. So no, no, no. That's a very yeah. Because like, like you, you switch gears, yeah. and I think sometimes they pick up on you switching gears. Yeah, is the other thing, and they're like, oh, he knows that's not. But working. this is why it's helpful that I have a partner, right? I'm I'm good with a partner, and Val is the best in the world. And I'll come home, and sometimes I go, God damn, I'm good at stand up, and sometimes I'm just like, 
uh, yeah, there was sweat on my back. Like talk for you have real. to talk to like different peeps. I had a like set the other peeps. night. I was like drenched in sweat on stage. I don't I go by laughs. I go by sweat because I can kill. Do you actually do that? I can kill and bomb. You know? Yeah. You, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was great. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Cocky yeah. Pete will say that to Val. She was yeah. like, "How was it?" I go, "I was great." Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I the, killed. Those are some of the best sets, though. Like those are the best <laughs> when you're just like. I am indignant yeah. in how I am doing. Like I know, almost Sean. I know Patton what I am level. doing, Sean Patton. <laughs> no, I'm just saying his confidence. I'm it's not, insane. That wasn't, that no, wasn't no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like one of my dear friends. No, no, yeah, we're he's on one of the kings. He's he'll go up like a fucking bear stalking its prey. It's fucking, and it doesn't really matter what. Because it's just like you think, like it's like Sean is like, you think this guy's like, if it's if it's a boxing match, you, he comes out. And you're like, it's the fifth round, and he's still punching this yeah, much. Yeah. Like, and he and looks Sean, like a boxer in the 30s. Yeah, he does. Like, he's not muscly, but you're like, look out for gorgeous George. <laughs> he's got that hard, he's got that, uh. You know he wins. He's got, yes. He's got that uh, old hard belly on him. Yeah. He's got Houdini belly. He does. He's got a Houdini belly. He got, like, belly. the way Capone was built. Oh, my God. He had a fucking joke the other night that made me laugh so goddamn loud. And I want to blow up his joke. No, do it. He was talking about how he was at. <laughs> I tell you to do it at a crosswalk, and it. there was a a girl in front of him with a lovely derriere, mm. and he was like, "I'm not being a creep. I'm not looking at. It. I'm not going to be just be a good guy." And then he sees the craziest fucking homeless guy you've ever seen in your life walking by, just like, <laughs> and he just looks at her ass and goes, huh? <laughs> and she like, it granted him temporary sanity. And <laughs> An ass that granted And he goes, he goes my name's Timothy. I've been off my pills for four days. My parents live in Florida. Please call them. And then, Whoa, but Sean's like funny. bouncing around. And yes. if you know him, you know what it looks like when he's doing his act. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, God, he fuck, he's one of my... I know everybody loves him and thinks he's the funniest person. He's very, very funny. But he's uh, he's undervalued. He's not underappreciated. I get like like more people right. should. Well, like re- you, I'm sort of waiting for the the great Sean Patton thing. That's why I I, I can't say it enough. It's Thank not you. me putting you down. I no. know you know this. It's not me putting Sean down. I'm just like we are pre the amazing Sean Patton movie. You know what I mean? I sure hope We're so. Pre the amazing. But Sean- you you really feel that way? Like you. For these, like I, the, I know, mean, because I just because I've been on feel the feel a dread all the time. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Because like I worry about it all the time. Like, and it's more so. It's like I don't have a safety net, so it's me. You know, like I don't have a a, a, a girlfriend or or like parents or you know, like so I don't. Yeah. So I am filled with dread. If you can time. pay with, for things with homemade tattoos, your brothers can always help you. <laughs> am I closer no, with the you, rips? You think? You're like a, pin, a little like closer. A they tattoo? do have some fucking crazy tattoos. Sure they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. You go from the Wild Boys and your mom working seven to seven PPA. Yeah. Um, where where does this? And I say this with a huge open heart. So when I say you're a sad boy, I, I, yeah. I don't mean to belittle it. No. Where does sad, soft Shane in the middle of a centrifuge of despair? There's your album title. Centrifuge of Despair. Where do you get <laughs> off going, I'm going to be in fucking show business? Your brothers are wearing pizza boxes for shoes. <laughs> and they're, wear, they're wearing very rough-looking work boots. Uh, yeah. So where do you, like, well, you're in this very interesting I was obsessed place. with stand-up. Yeah. Like, in high school, I would play Bill Hicks records at parties, and people would be like, you're an asshole. Like, just on the record player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would take the vibe of the party over and be like, you guys got to hear this. And they'd wow. be like, this is not sublime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Bill Cosby's himself was, like, one of those things that, like, but, like, it wasn't a, 
it wasn't a thing I was going to do. I just liked stand up a lot. I liked laughing. Cosby himself for me too is. Yeah, I think it's the one might be the best special of all time. Like it's it, very very good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like understatement. It's very, and I, I I haven't found. I used to say for me it might be, but my mom was from Ireland. My mom was an immigrant, oh. and uh, my dad was first generation Mexican American, and they would laugh at it, and they didn't get. My mom didn't get like a lot of American humor. Like, Dude, you just helped me understand something. Like my parents would laugh at it too, and I liked it. Yeah, like it was just not. That's how enough. good it was to me that it, it was, was like a, cocaine. Woo! Yeah. There they go. <laughs> or just bad person noted. Yeah, but Katie, light up the bad person noted light. <laughs> I just with respect to crimes, and we're talking about an album. Yeah, well, I mean, OJ Simpson's still in the Hall of Fame for football. Right? Was There's he a, a- comedian? <laughs> kind of like, uh, Nordberg <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a point being I thought it was kind so, of you are so he was so funny, funny. He, was a com- he was such a funny yeah, guy. yeah. Uh, my point being like I saw it was so good to me that it worked on two in two ways for for two completely different people mm. who thought something was funny like between me and my mom did not think the same things were funny mm-hmm. but like we could see him and think it was it worked on both. That's how good he was. It was yeah. fucking crazy. Right. And then getting into stand-up. Jesus. When was, did you first start? I'm uh, seeing it it'll be a Shakey's Pizza. Uh, it'll be 11 years, November, 12 years, November 4th. Wow. My dad's birthday. But, wow. Yeah. Wow. How's he doing now? Um, <laughs> tell me, wh- how'd you start? Like, I was bartending in Texas. Get- Fucking the courage! You had to have a friend, some no, friend. No, no, I, I was bartending was like, in Texas, and I left. Do Texas. it, Shane. <laughs> do it. You, you gotta do it. I have no... And then we find out Scuzz wasn't real. <laughs> I have no comedy ties in Texas at all. Really? No, I was in Texas bartending, and I was like, I thought it was gonna be like I was like looking at all these guys I worked with, and they were all kind of drunks, and I was like. Oh, I might die back here. I and almost I, I freaked out, and I, I, I really, had, holy I had shit. some money saved, and I was like, I'm going to move to San Francisco and get a get a degree, or you know, like Did just you kinda, have a million dollars. <laughs> I had two thousand. I'm going to move to the most expensive city in the world and get a degree. I had two thousand dollars. I was like, this is wow. enough money, you know, like wow. And then uh, I ended up in Portland because I didn't like San Francisco as much as I thought it would, and I was there probably a year before, and I before maybe two years before I started doing stand up, and then I was like. I saw a show and I was like, "That's something I always wanted to do." And then I just kind of asked this guy who was hosting it, Tristan Spillman. He this is in Portland. It. Yeah, at the Baghdad Theater. So you moved to San Francisco. Don't to call fin- it San Fran because only lamos do that. You moved to San Fran not to do comedy, just to get out of drunk. Well, comedy. I was going to finish my degree. I was going to be a musician. Oh, what are uh, we playing? We slap it. I was. Bass? A, I was. <laughs> you look like you slap it a bit. No, I was a vocal performance really? major. Yeah, I no didn't. Shit. Yeah. I can't yeah. sing. Uh, I thought I could, but I can't. What do you mean? I'm not very good. I don't believe it. I, believe I would believe love it. to see you sing the national no. anthem at a hockey game. <laughs> I like would Kevin love Smith it. jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you love singing. I did. It, well, but, I don't but like no, but like this. here's the thing. No, no, no. Because like I did. I love music. I still go see music all the time. Like I always go see. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get you to sing. You love it. Sorry, but. When you introduce the element of, um, I don't know, like competition didn't work into it for me, mm-hmm. like like trying to get chairs and trying to get spots and stuff, mm-hmm. I didn't like music that much anymore. So, yeah. uh, was it was just, more competitive than comedy or grosser. Well, I don't, comedy was a thing, comedy, I just was better at it, and I yeah. like, I fell in love with it pretty much from the start, and it was like the thing, it was the thing. 
the more I do it, the, the more I still love doing it. Like, whereas mm-hmm. it's the only job I've ever had that I was like increases. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it only gets better. Yeah. I know. I know you already know this. Yeah. I'm not saying oh, I get some of the treats like when I I'll go out and open for somebody big, and you're like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that, I, and that's the anonymity thing too. Like I'll go out and open for Kyle or or Bert or someone like that, and then you walk out and you just rip for. Yeah. You only have to do 15 minutes and. People lose their fucking minds. They're like, you're going to be the next person to make it. I'm like, yeah. well, 15 minutes is a lot different than an hour. Right, yeah. right. But those 15 minutes you know, get you to that hour. They do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. In pieces, yeah. Uh, in pieces? In pieces they get you. Right, right. Rest in pieces. Rest in pieces. Uh, so you went to San Francisco to get your thing, and you didn't couldn't get a chair, and then you had a grip, and then you moved to Portland? <laughs> yeah. Also, not to do comedy. Just no, no. I just wanted to see something else. Like you know, like I was twenty. It's like Quantum Leap. Leaping around. I never watched that. Different times, different hats, (laughs) different hats. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like what we were saying already was in regards to comedy was like if you don't like your scene, move. That's like a very hard. Yes, you need to do do that. Like it's like like, tip of the hat. Keep looking for something. Left your town because you saw, you forecasted the future and you didn't like it. So So why did you leave? Why did I leave Boston? Yeah, because I, I, I didn't. Know. I hated it. I didn't want to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I hate, but I mean, I didn't know I hated it, uh, and I love it now. I love going back and touring there. I don't like visiting my parents, but I, I just wanted. You don't like visiting your parents? No. I wish I could visit my parents, Pete. And I wish mine. No, I'm not <laughs> no, going to no. do it. Too dark. Too dark. Too dark. Do we edit it? No. Does your mother listen to this? No, no, no. I don't wish they were dead. I, I, but I don't like visiting them. Both can be true. Do you like it when they come to visit you? No, I'd rather light myself on fire. <laughs> really? You never you, met a c- comedian? No, why? Well, I mean, like, like I'm just saying you have this like you have I mean, this well adjusted nature. Yeah. And I watched your show, so like it seems like you do have like a closeness with your family. No. No? Not really. I mean, maybe. Like on the show, it seems like you portrayed it like you're very close, like your mom. I was. Yeah. And what's painful is we can't be close in the way that we used to be because I find that psychologically inappropriate. Okay, then that's fair. So my mother, um, and all kidding aside, I do like seeing my parents just for about 20 to 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) There is. And I love them very much. There is a little bit of me that's like, even if my dad was still alive and I had to hang out with him for a whole Sunday, I'd be like, that's a lot. That's right. Yeah, there you go. I, I, it's hard to not, you know, sanctify our parents. And it's also, I think it's, it's emotionally complex and I would say mature. And the result of a lot of my therapy is to be able to say that I really do love them and I really do want the best for them. Of course you do. And I want them to be very happy. Yeah. And, and I, I'd say this to their face, I'm like, we're good for about two meals. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, we don't have to beat ourselves yeah. up about that. You don't, and you don't have to be angry about it. Or, like, and no. You, Around that third you, meal where we have the same conversation again, it's like, no one's winning here. Or you can find... <laughs> <laughs> but you can find a place to be better with it. Like, maybe you can get to a place where you really are good for a third meal. Like, like a relationship with your parents. Like, me and my older brother, like, dog fight all the yeah. time. Like, we really go I'd at each other. Be careful, he has a butterfly knife in his boot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're getting, you're getting closer. so much closer. <laughs> <laughs> Do butterfly knives have triggers? <laughs> but you're closer now. No, yeah, kind of no. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, what were you no. The point I'm getting to is like we are. I'll share this is this is a big step for us. Like he, 
I've said this on stage, so it seems weird to say this, but like, I think the hardest part for all of us was like, we don't feel like we were done being raised. Mm. Uh, or I do, anyways. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak my my brother's completely, but like, so it's very hard. Like, I'm one of the more stable ones, and I'm a comedian who travels all the time. You know, so. Right. But my older brother and I, we just very different people. We haven't got along a lot in our lives. We've always fought. But he called me the other day. Uh, you were his one phone call. Or was it on the other side of the glass, those phones that don't ring? Is that what you mean? I mean, if you want to meet him, Pete. <laughs> oh, no. Is he going to come get me now because of these ramps? He can't leave the state of Texas. <laughs> JK, love you. Blaze Torres? Bla- yeah. <laughs> we'll go with Blaze. Bl- Blurman. Blurman. Uh, uh, <laughs> but he called me to tell me uh, that he was thinking about me and that he loved me, which is something he's never done. Mm. Which is like a massive step for him too, because mm. he doesn't—he's not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. So we, I don't know. So the point—the point of getting to about your parents is that like that's possible, huge, yeah, and it's I really my... huge for us. And the, I mean, like we would get down in like real fist fights in the front yard, wow. things like that, next to an old toilet. I see an old toilet in the front. <laughs> We're not, yeah, I'm white trash. No, all right, all right, it's waiting to be picked up. <laughs> By the toilet trash. <laughs> the, to- the toilet trash. <laughs> we're not white trash. I love that you were like, what if this fight's like, in the front yard, like, but we knew where to put the old toilet? Yeah, well, like, I never, you brought up the goddamn toilet. You yeah, have, did right. you have, do you have brothers? I do, and we're we're closer every every year. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm, maybe that'll happen for us, too. But yeah. Like, my point is being this, like, uh, you maybe you can get there with your folks to, some, to, to a better, it can still grow. It may not ever be like, I can talk to my dad every day now. I can talk right. to my mom, but it can mean my dad. Like, it, it can it can mean more. Like is possible, that, and that and, and I, I wish I'd done that with my father. Yeah. I wish I'd done that with my mother. And I love my mother so much. I talked to her about everything, and I still mm. wish we could. There's still things we could have done more of. Yeah, I hear that. It's just it, it really is tricky when a parent is sort of running an old script, the script when you were eight. And you want to update the program to last time I saw my mom, I was like, I, I say this to her all the time. I'm like, I don't want to be your counselor and I don't want to be your partner. I want it, I just want you to be my mom. Just be my mom. And I, I mean, and we don't really know how to do that. Yeah. And it's she also know how to just be kind of like happy for me. Like she vents about my dad and then I'm just like, I, or, or vents about my brother. And I'm like, that's my brother. And that's my father. Like, I don't want to, we don't know what Biggest, to do. Yeah. There, but there's nothing else to talk about except pain. So I, I'm like, I mean, people, I have friends that are like, go to a movie or something. She doesn't like movies. Go to a restaurant. She doesn't really like restaurants. It's it's like a really tricky maze to traverse. For sure. I would, my mom was that way too. Like, I would, like, I'd be like, you need to get out more. I want to see you be happy as a person. Oh, I tell like, her to join book clubs and I, stuff. All that kind of shit. My, my mom, mom I, was, I was like, go to church more. She was like, my mom was Catholic. Yep. Uh, uh, and I, and I fucking, I don't encourage anybody to go. I just want, I wanted the benefits you want a community. of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and no, you need that. I'm similar, and I tell my mom, more church, more stuff. My mom is difficult, though. <laughs> That's kind of like a funny way to say. She's the lady in the book group that's gonna like cause some shit. (laughs) And I and I like that about her. Does she just come? Like she does she just come in that way with everybody? She's just my mother would not to um, pick a fight, but like just kind of. My mom would say like, "You need to find a shirt that makes you look less chubby." She would just say that to you. 
And by the way, that's a great fitting shirt. I'm no, 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 no. I get what, no. I, I know that. I know I, the person. That was my dad's second wife. Was that? Oh, really? Yeah, she and was from Boston too. I wrote it in my book. I was like, "There's a comfort to being with somebody that says what they think, because you know when she says she loves you, she means it. Because she's sure, sure as shit saying everything that she's thinking. Yes. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. That's, I guess it's yeah. That's yeah. why, like, um, when Chelsea and I were really, really close, I think I was acting out. You could say karma, but like an old pattern of like I love people and I love Chelsea. I love Chelsea. Um, and I think part of my attraction to that relationship was that she reminded me a little bit of my mom because <laughs> Chelsea would be, you know, well, she's, my Chelsea is like the million, she's one of the funniest people in the world. And Neil Brennan is also a good example. Yeah. These people that remind me of the comfort I feel with my mother. It's strange. Because they're direct with you? Because they're direct. Yeah. But they're not your mom. The, yeah, yeah. No, so I know. like it's easier with a friend. Like, yeah. That, and I like that. Yeah. Because your friends choose you, your mother doesn't. I guess maybe that's. For- Dude, can I? This is what it is: is my mother. I know what she wants, and it's it feels damaging to give it to her. That's that's my relationship with my mother. That's yeah, that's tough. Like I see that she wants me to like snuggle her, and I know that's the right face to make. This should be a TV show. <laughs> she just. Wants, I'm sticking my tongue out. She wants. To, she's doing a very kiss face right yeah. now. She just wants to be very touchy and snuggly, and she just wants me to. Are you her baby? I just be her baby, and yeah. I, that's. I had a bit; it didn't work. It's because she's not go, getting it from somewhere else, though. Like, but that's right? what. I'm, that's why I said I don't want to be your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not better dad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and it's not like when you say I, when you say I don't want to be your counselor and I don't want to be your partner. You mean like. I can listen to you because you're my mom, but like I don't. She she's taking like a, an affection that's. She's telling me like, I, I I I it's almost like the things that she confides in me are so weird that if I told you, you would be like, what? And that's I where think, I'm like, there's yeah. no boundaries here. Yeah, my dad was that way too. <laughs> like he was like he was like a inappropriate uncle in a weird way. Like like he'd be like. He would say things to me. I'm like, why are you telling me? You're yeah. my, like, I'm your son. I get that. Like, like, you this, is a, this is a I'm normal thing son. for me to be like, yeah, this yeah. is like a normal thing for me to be like, yeah, boobs are cool. But like, oh, interesting. Or what, you know, like, but like, don't talk to me about it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, it's a, it's not, I we, said it's me. not weird. The, the interest or whatever kind of thought I have about something. Right. It's weird that you want to share. Right. With me. Yeah. yeah. And that, that I don't know where the idea of mom or the idea of dad comes from, but when I'm saying like, I just want you to be my mom, it, it's based on something that is, isn't really happening. What I do have from both of them is a lot of support and a lot of love. And yeah. I'm very, very grateful for that. That's fucking, we're yeah. just weird. My dad, my dad texted me today and it was just another, picture of an inspirational quote he saw somewhere no matter how many times i tell my dad that like your dad's so different than mine uh, really oh well, god yeah one he's living <laughs> <laughs> hashtag no no burned. hashtag live dad hashtag yeah. living dad yeah you're <laughs> no dads are tricky man but like i've already i've done a lot of work being like when my parents pass i i i think i've done enough work that I'm not going to be like, why didn't I? Why didn't I? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that's good. Then, like, if you're moving that, do you feel like you we are... We talk openly and honestly, and I tell them that I love them. And do you feel like, because you're a new father, right? do you feel like you are taking things from your parents? Like... From how they were? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's too young. Your daughter's too young to, like, for you to recognize that. But, like, do you, in a good way and a bad way. I mean, I do, think, you, do you... Or do you catch yourself being like, shit, I think my fucking... 
I think both of us, our parenting style, I you know, you have a bad set and then you really want to have a good set. Yeah. I think the some of the things, the the bleeding boundaries, for example, when I change Leela's diaper, I say may I first before I take it off. <laughs> like it's like a really? very Yeah. Like you can see like hyper boundaries with the baby where you can and the see other door, yeah. trying you're to, doing the inverse of yeah, yeah and yeah. there was nothing sexual in my family that's not no no yeah no i don't think i'm you're just like, saying like you can see the way that some of the pain that i've had even though they did their best and they did a good job that's really more informative than the, the for the sure stuff. yeah yeah i'm yeah, sure yeah, you're gonna yeah, have yeah, the, yeah. do you yeah. want to have kids um i i the very thought of having one gives i think sounds like so much fun and then i have it's immediately followed by anxiety mm. like like i look at this outlet over here and i'd be like i would never remember to not tell a child to not put something in that uh-huh. i i honestly i don't think i you know like and it it, it, it i'm using that example cuz that's a thing i thought when i was thinking about like what if i want to have kids someday you know wow. like yeah. and it, it, i got filled with dread and i was seeing this gal for a while and she was like she was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna have kids." Like, you know, and her and I were pretty serious. And I was like, "I never really thought about wanting to have one," mm-hmm. but when she said no, it kind of it made it so very real that like, she was like, and "It wasn't like we were talking about having kids." More like, she was just like, "I'm not gonna have kids." Like, it was just like a matter of fact of things she knew she wasn't gonna do. She was, right. she just didn't see it in her future. And, right. And I, but I got very sad at the idea of it not being there. Yeah, you know, like interesting. I feel like maybe culturally it's more normal for a guy to be like, I don't have kids, and then he wilts. It's almost like built into the American story. Like, yeah. no guy wants kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then you change your mind. But when, when the woman is like, for, I don't know, for some reason that feels more definitive. Like, guys are idiots and we don't know what we're doing. But, a but woman we grow to like, it later, too, no, I guess. No. But if we, Obviously, a woman could have the capacity. I'm saying how there's, old are you, can I ask? there's a fucking weird story that, I, that no one wrote that I'm believing in in that moment. Uh, I'm 40. You're 40. Okay. So you're first child at 40. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how much time? Okay. It's been 90 minutes. Okay. I, get it. I, get it. I like a 90-minute light. And, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I have a meeting <laughs> at 3.30. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a meeting at 3.30. Oh, who are you meeting with? Uh, landscaping. It's Randy, <laughs> Randy Sklar's wife is coming over really? to talk about our backyard. <laughs> and if she doesn't have a twin, I'm going to tell her to leave. <laughs> um, I don't want to forget to talk about your OCD. Do you uh, still have OCD? Um, Do you still have OCD? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I retire. <laughs> With that question, Octa? I retire. Octa. Do you have Octa still? Yeah, um, it's not near as bad as it was. Like the therapy's helped with that. She was like, and she was like, I was talking to my therapist, and she was just like, it seems like you have like compulsions, it's like not full blown. It seems like it's fairly mild. Is what she was kind of right because I was bringing it up to her because like because like I do these things a lot, and I was telling her about like how it manifests and stuff. She goes, Yeah, a bit, but it's not like. It's not super serious. Yeah, it's not so much that it keeps me away from life. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like you, people just notice it. Right. You know, like you like, it's like you, when people say they're addicted to pornography and it means they look at pornography in the morning and then again at night and that's like people that are addicted don't go to work. <laughs> yeah, is that is that the difference? Yeah, you got too many. Yeah, it doesn't sudsy stop me from titties. <laughs> How many sudsy titties? Sudsy titties. Yeah. <laughs> sudsy <laughs> with soap, not jizzums. Like I'll have not jism. 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 I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. 
That was disgusting. I don't know. Chisms. Chism. This is pretty. This pretty blue blue podcast for you. Yeah, I know. Five. A lot of death. Into a, lot a, of, a lot of chism. I love talking about death. It's so awkward that we're not always talking about it. It's it is crazy that people don't talk about it more. It's like the Twilight Zone. It's the monster on the wing of the plane, and everyone's <laughs> acting like everything's fine. <laughs> but it, but we need to find somewhere between panicking and ignoring. Yeah. It's nice and in right the here. Yeah, it's a fine line to ride. Yeah. So OCD. Sorry. So you just have some compulsive behaviors. Yeah, like um, like the other day, I was with my buddy Zach. Oh, I was. It wasn't the other day. It was like a few months ago. I was hanging out with Carmel, Ian, and all yeah. the guys over at his house. And something happened, and I just had to like do this thing. And I felt what do you very. Do? I will knock on yeah. wood, and it'll match the syllables of a sentence in my head to the. Oh, I don't so, think that's that crazy. Yeah, you know, but like, if you have to do it because you're afraid something bad might happen. Now we're OCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a supernatural. What's yeah. the? Can you say what the bad thing is? I honestly don't even remember. That's like that's the issue. Right. Like, but, but I this felt is what like Sean I need. Patton said to me, he was like. I need to kiss a sandwich or my sister will die in a plane crash. <laughs> so he, when he makes a sandwich, he has to kiss it before yeah. he eats it. Yeah, it... I have like, if I have a deja vu or something, I have to say that I had it right then and there or I have to tell somebody. Otherwise, oh. I can't get, but like something happened and I had to get up and do that. And oh, then they wow. all just started looking at me oh. and I was like, it's fine. Don't, but it's like that. It's more like a little embarrassing and stuff. Cause like I'll touch the wall or I'll, I'll I'll feel things or, um, yeah, things like, or I'll repeat certain sentences in my head, like whatever the sentence may be, like phrases in my head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, man, I don't know. I don't know, you know, like exactly what you would call that, but I know it's not something a lot of, maybe it's not something everybody has to deal with when. Right. Yeah. Right. I understand. But it does, it, how did it, it, it got better just with therapy? It was gotten better. Because I'm taking better care of myself too. Like, how does that? What does that look like? I I, do, I drink less. I do less drugs, and I, I exercise more. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, That's great. Yeah, it's not, and uh, and the therapy has helped too. I honestly don't know if my therapist is that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she's a very good person. Yes, and she roots for me. Like, because I, I had a a thing a couple weeks ago that it really freaked me out. She's like, "You didn't do anything wrong." Mm-hmm. Like. You stood up for yourself. You're fine. You know, like, so I think she's a good person, but I don't think, I think her approach is for her, for me, for her to kind of lead me down uh, a road and I come to the conclusion myself. Like, I think she's hoping it makes a bigger impact if I discover it. Yeah. But like, she just kind of guides me. This is your me. first therapist? Uh, yeah. I, I had I one counselor. You had one when you were a kid. Yeah. And I had one counselor when I saw one counselor a few times when after my dad died. Val and I both talk about our therapist, and that that sounds pretty right on. Yeah, like, my therapist is either helping me discover something, or Doctor Gary Penn is is just telling me I didn't do anything wrong. Doctor Patricia Bernstein. No way. Yeah, and then like or the bears. he's just going. Who cares? She does that too. Yeah, who cares? She does that too. She's like, who cares? You're, she's like, I felt really bad. There's a little who gives a fuck. Lie. Who cares? It's great. Yeah. There's a little bit of not having to carry the weight on of the world on your fucking shoulders all the time. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a relief. Like, Who cares? When people show you that. She's like, you're a good person. You're trying hard. Like, yeah. And I think that's what I need more than anything most of the time is that I need yeah. someone to well, tell me. What's your mushroom question? Am I good? Yeah. Yeah, am I good? Yeah. And I think she does a really great job of I think that's so sweet that you're going, am I good? And I'm going, 
am I gay? <laughs> Which is such a selfish, narcissistic. Like, I, I, I never had... Um, well, so is mine, if you kind of think about it. I suppose, but what question could you ask yourself that isn't narcissistic? You know what I'm That's saying? That's very... <laughs> Did I? You yeah. could say it always says it always has an I in it. I, in it. So could I a, be doing? It's inherently more narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah just with, but that's why even your like supernatural beliefs, like not to get too weird about it, but like I can catch myself having feeling like I might have put a hex on myself or cursed my future because I thought something, and I, I'm like I think it just stems from a fundamental ill at easeness with reality. Like what is a thought? You know what I'm saying? This sounds like very. You no, know, I, 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 I think I'm meaty. with you. Keep, keep what, going. Like just, I think I'm with you. What's going on here? What's weirder, having a thought or having the thought impact reality in some way? Like it's all fucking weird. So I'm. It, it sort of makes me scared. Yeah, like that's like that. I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it. Is like another. Yeah, yeah uh, like I do that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like being paranoid. That's actually something my therapist says all the time. He says, paranoid people are right. And I'm like, that's so fucking comforting. And when I'm being paranoid, what, like, what did, we, let's get example. paranoid right now that you could have an aneurysm or you could Jesus. have a stroke or a plane engine could fall on us or an earthquake could hit or whatever it is. That's all correct. This is what I'm saying. We need to find the in-between. There's a, there's a monster on the plane undoing screws. On one hand, we can panic. And on one hand, we can ignore it. And I really think in between going like, this is life. We, oh, yeah, yeah finding the space. It's not black or white. It's, it's gray. Vo- we yeah. are in a volatile position. Like, we, we, we are vulnerable. We are exposed. Life is terrible. And it's gorgeous. It's always in between the two things. Yeah. Like, I'll give you hopeless if you, if you also... Like, Ramdas says, ooh, I haven't brought up Ramdas's podcast. He has this thing where he's like, look, <laughs> I'll give you all the starving people that are dying in this moment. But you also have to remember all the babies that are being born in this moment or all the people that are falling in love. It's like, it's both. It's in between the horror and the beauty. That's kind of, I don't know. It feels like the top of the bell curve. Yeah. That's where you want to be. Yeah. You don't like it though. I mean, I do and I don't. (laughs) There's a lot of space to move in between those two things, I guess. That's, which is good, and that's also the human experience. Which is good, but I, it is—it's scary. Is what I'll say. Is I don't think it's bad, yeah, or good. I just think it's scary, yeah. And that's—I mean, that's fine. It is scary, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I do like the way you say that, though. Richie, but, Richard the way he says also that. is like forgiving the universe. He's like the first forgiveness isn't from God to us or however you want to understand God. It's us to the universe for being how it is. There's like so it's a very Buddhist idea: the non-resistance. The, the holding in one hand, the tragic, and holding in the other hand, the beautiful, and trying to be somewhere in, in between, and trying to live in the tension of those. Because if you lean one way or the other, or the other you're, you're delusional. Yeah, you can't take too much time. Yeah. And we can visit heaven, and we can visit hell, but I mean, like, the truth is, we live in a mix. Said, yeah. We're in a black and white cookie. Do you, you could call it a yin-yang. <laughs> Do you... So if if my right hand is good or is the good and my left hand is the bad, you jerk off with your left. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I jerk you. off with your left hand. You're ma- <laughs> <laughs> I jerk off with your mouth. <laughs> um, uh, and that's in the center is the it's the bell curve or the medium or whatever. Yeah. 
do you feel like most of your life you're to the right of it? Like you're to the good. Yeah, to the good. Yeah, I I feel fortunate that that's how I am. You know. Yeah, and I I I really. But do you think that that's like your default setting in your nature, or do you? I think so. It's interesting as I'm raising a baby. I'm like, where did that come from? Like, did I get a good? Like, I've been trying for a long time to try and get. Like people, like when there was the earthquake and everyone was afraid of the end of the world. And I, I, I was like, Christians. The one that was like two weeks ago? Or yeah. yeah. I was like, Christians are so ahead of you guys when it comes to like panicking about the end of the world. Like, we're just, Do you think they are? We're, like, it's not like I saw a lot of when people. You say ahead, also, what do you mean by ahead? Uh, I just mean I saw a lot of people panicking and being like, dude, my whole life I've had like a protocol in my brain for the end of the world. Okay. Oh, I you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not new to me to go like. We were like, it's the second coming. And you're like, ah, the earthquake. And I was like, yeah, I know, panic. But like, you know, don't shoot to a 10. Wait until you see the flaming horsemen. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ten. a little bit like, yeah, like one day you're just going to hear like an awesome, God's awesome voice. And then yes. th- that'll be the end of it. Yeah. And then also when it came to like people asking for consent, I was like, hopefully not all Christians, obviously. Everybody, every group has every type of people in them. But like, we didn't just ask for consent, we'd ask for a hand in merit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we would ask for consent to like, touch someone's hand while swing dancing like we were very hypersensitive to that stuff you does were? that make sense yeah 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 um so there were good things that's good th- yeah there's, there a, were good, good there's a good thing in that yeah it, and it sort of uh served me in a lot of ways but i what do you what is your answer to your mushroom question Am are I, you good do you lean to the right i think i'm good i think i'm good i think i'm a good person yeah. i don't know if i'm leaning to the right in my life and the rest of the way like i think uh you who you are yeah, That's like good. I'm where I'm at and what I want to be in a happy place and a happy life. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm set just to the right. Mm. Just to the just right. one notch over. There's like really, third album. The, with the millimeter the right. on the ruler. If it's, mm. I'm at 6.1. Yeah, but you seem like such a humble guy and such a grounded person. I almost don't believe you. If you... <laughs> If you think you're one centimeter to the right, I bet you're like nine feet to the right. And if I say I mean I'm, as happiness, not as good. Like I do think oh, I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like as being happy, like I think I am, but But just barely. Yeah. A lot That's of times. Yeah. And I feel like I'm trying to figure out how to I have some that. things that I have have worked to get and be and like find reasons to be good and happy in my life and worked hard to find them. I'm figuring out how to enjoy them more now and like kind of share them. You know, like like mm. I'm pretty goal orientated, so I'm like, this will make me happy when this yeah. is, when this is achieved and done. Yeah, and it does for a little bit, but there's no fix. Yeah, yeah. I'm 40, and I was just watching my YouTube. Just figured out that I like watching. Um, little short movies, little short YouTubes, unlike my mother, about um, filmmakers and their processes. And Quentin Tarantino is talking about how, like, it is the process of making the movie. And for some reason, it finally clicked to me that I was like, joy isn't just making a thing, it's enjoying it. I know we've heard this a million times. No, but yeah. But for some reason... It's not achievement, it's the the center. The way he said it, because I've been on a set and, and, you know, long days and stuff. And I did enjoy doing Crashing, but it, it took practice to make the reward the work itself. And now I'm I'm grasping that a little bit better. Whereas That's like, good. Whatever is next will be the thing that I can make a pleasure. Not that it won't be hard work, 
but find bliss in the doing of the thing. Yeah, I have that. I still have that I enjoy a lot of the time. Like, yeah. Whatever, whether and whether it be like a relationship, like that thing with my brother, what I was telling you about when he called, like that was, we're not anywhere near where we need to be, like, mm. but like that, that call in that moment, talking for 10 minutes it's like really that, so sweet. candidly was like, it was really, I really enjoyed. Was he on peyote? <laughs> Something a little harder, probably. <laughs> uh, but it was like, it was one of those things that was crazy to me because he never would have, if you could have asked be like, he's never even called me on my birthday. Mm. You know, like, it's also because he doesn't remember. He's not being mean, but. Or he's being doubly mean and not remembering. No, he's no, being I thoughtless. Understand. Yeah, understand. yeah. He's being thoughtless. Yeah, but like, so for him to think an ant, you know, like. Yeah. And also, it's like, it's one of those things like, now, how do I get to encourage, help encourage that behavior or that, like, keep letting him know that I do want to hear those things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, without. I think that's beautiful. Because, like, it's going to be a fine line because pushing it with him will not. I can't be like. Hey man, I love you. How are you? You know, like, like he'll be, he'll be like, "What are you gay?" Like, you know, yeah. like, like it's so it's gonna be it, it'll. But he You're could playing be chess. He could be, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And, um. Uh. But in in it's a game, so sweet. You want to? Yeah. You want to call your brother? Call your brother, man. <laughs> call your mother, Pete. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'll just text motivational quotes to my dad. No, he texts those to me. That's um, cool though. I think that's so cool that he called you. I know how that feels. Yeah, it meant a lot. It really did. And you're yeah. you're not as old as I am, but we're I, a similar age. My, yeah. Well, my whole life, I I never thought I'd be close with my brother. It's not because like we didn't get along, but now that we're like closer and closer. Are you both parents? He's not. A, he's not a parent. But um, looking back on my parents and sort of deciphering them together is really that's cool. Meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. That is. I've, that's really cool, actually, that you can you can you have somebody to do that with. Yeah, yeah. I hate to be so practical about it, but that that is for better or worse how I work. I'm like, he is beneficial to me because we can talk about. It. But I mean, I no, like but it. that's it's like it's good that about. you can have that. Um, you know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, yeah. What do you um think happens when you die? Nothing. Lights out. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's moments where I'm so scared that I think there has to be something bigger. You know, mm. Like, but anytime I've had like an ominous feeling of, or a a bigger thing in the in the universe or whatever, it's usually come from a place of fear. And when I look back on, it, like I'm scared, mm. Mm. so I don't. So it's like a remedy to a bad feeling. Like yes. Fear yeah. Feeling. Yeah. So, and I guess that's good in some ways, but like, I don't know. I don't think so. Like I'm. You think it's wishful thinking? I, by the I'm, way, I'm not. No, no, I don't think you're judge, judging or any kind of. Yeah, judgment. no, and no judgment on anyone. It's like, and I'm not. The way yes. I say it is like I don't believe in God, but I know He doesn't believe in me. That's uh, funny. <laughs> you're funny. Uh, wow. I just don't, and I kind of don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of like don't. I want there to be good, and I want there to be reasons for things, but I just don't think there is. Hmm. Yeah. So this is it. And yeah. then it lights out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It would be cool if I was wrong and found something, you know? Right. But it's not, it's not bad if I'm right either. It's still pretty good. Well, on your, you've done mushrooms. I've heard you talk about mushrooms in your stand-up sets. Yeah. You, you never had like a feeling of oneness or anything like no, that? No, no. Uh, I have like some fucking... No, like my drug stuff has been pretty like, <laughs> okay, this was cool. But like, I didn't have like a... 
huge moment you know no like the, the yeah the world didn't know people say that to me sometimes because i'm such an advocate of like well if you want a spiritual experience take a psychedelic under certain certain uh circumstances and stuff yeah. they're like i did what you said uh, or what you talked about and then all i saw was like a sunflower but there was like a human ass in the middle and <laughs> i don't know what that means and i'm always like i don't know if it's what you see or it's that you see that you're seeing with a mechanism like you you identify the mechanism through which you're seeing. That's to me what uh, psychedelics are valuable for. So regardless of what you see, you could see sunflower ass or Jack Lemmon notes, but you see that what you're seeing with is a manipulatable construct. That's what always felt valuable to me. That I'm a little confused. You're uh, seeing with something right now. It's, yeah. it's what you call normal okay. every day. Yeah. And that is what psychedelics do is they go like, no, what is, as I always say, what's looking out your eyes, the phenomenon of being that is coming out of your eyes and being created by your brain is not fucking boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, no. It's yeah. like fucking incredible. And to help you identify it, here I'm going to smear everything. So when it That's comes, what, so yeah, so yeah. when it comes back, so irregularity you'll go, is, yeah. oh shit, it'll yeah. make you stop taking it for granted. Yes. So I'm going to show you a sunflower ass that doesn't exist. So when you come back, you'll view everything that does quote unquote exist more preciously. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I think that's the value of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ron Funches was... said about mushrooms, it's like you zoom up from the maze, like you're a rat in a maze and just for a minute you're above it. <laughs> but I would say the maze is consciousness itself. It, like, it shows you that you are conscious by warping your consciousness because before your consciousness is warped you don't even really well, know you're, you're set to like it's like highway hypnosis or something you're just set yeah to you're just things. like this is it yeah that's, that's like, what every great mystic is saying is like this is the this is the phenomenon it's already here so the thing and I, please don't feel like i just dis, i'm disrespecting your beliefs but what i hear is consciousness talking about not believing in a symbol for itself <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> consciousness not it's, i'm getting too deep for no, my own self I, I, I'm, I'm, when you say i don't believe in god i see a piece of everything that ever is and could be saying i don't believe in a thing called god which is totally valid by the way that's just a symbol system but you're it like i'm talking to it right now i'm talking to the phenomenon of being and i'm this this phenomenon of being is telling me how it thinks of itself yes and it thinks of itself differently than maybe i would describe myself but it's the same fucking shit dude let's do some karate kicks <laughs> do you want to kick some boards katie brought boards did you bring boards today yeah i guess what i'm saying is you're valid you're beautiful no and yeah and I, I, I think i see beautiful there's uh i see when you were talking about the mushrooms i was thinking about my example was um we were in this wood cabin, and I could see the graining on the wood, like, mm. changing and moving. And yeah. now whenever I see yeah. like, a block of wood and I like, take the time to look at it, I realize how intricate yeah. it is. In, I in have the, that in, with leaves. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and it, so it does make you think. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like if you could see behind your, like, it's like a, it's just a, what is the opposite of what I was looking at? This is kind of what it does for me. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I like that. It's kind of like psychedelics put drops of ink in the water, like where fish puts drops of ink in the water, and it helps you identify that you're in water. Like you're just a fish and you're in water, and you don't know you're in water. 
and then it colors the yes, water. Yes, yes, yes. And you go like, oh, we're floating in water. Yeah, I never walk around thinking, I'm in the earth. Like, I'm yeah. in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's actually a, a, a pretty common phenomenon is you experience the air. Like, you see the air, you feel the air, you feel one with the air and the earth. And that's, and that's like a fish going, oh, I'm suspended in something. Yes. We call it water, but a fish just calls it today. Existence or, yeah. yeah. That's fucking, the present. Fucking cool, dude. This was I know you got to go. Yeah. What's the hardest time you've laughed? It's probably when somebody was doing something mean. I love yeah. those. <laughs> I always think I of Adam I, Pally's one where the kid tripped. I know it's mean, but there was some. He had some very nevishy, nerdy guy who tripped in his chemistry class. <laughs> and I don't even remember the story, but it was basically just like wow, and everyone <laughs> he laughed so hard. So I understand that it's not always great that it's the woman that was stomping grapes and then fell out and went, ooh, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. What do you got? I always laugh when someone gets something knocked out of their hand by someone. <laughs> I think it's, I'll never, like if, some, if you were holding a book right now and I hit it out of your hand so, and I was like, hey, what's up, bitch? Like, it's like, so basic. I know. I love it. But I can't it. stop laughing. I love it. It's it's kind of funny to be mean to people you know love you. Yeah. Like, like. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was on the road with the All Fantasy Everything guys, like, yesterday, uh, this morning, I left Philly, and we were riding in the van, and all we were doing was saying the meanest shit we could think of to one another. Wow. And couldn't stop laughing because what did it, they say to you oh my i will never repeat it really <laughs> no absolutely not how hard were they going oh as hard as you know like as hard as i was going at them like gross stuff mostly like you know i'll i'm not gonna say it's it. almost like the way but that, fuck this and you know yeah, like all, yeah. Yeah, every gross thing you can think of it was like yeah, the aristocrats yeah and just like you. pro excessive swearing for fun yeah uh and I'll, I, it's just always funny to be mean to people you know who love you that much. <laughs> yeah. You're fun, man. I Thank you. I'll try I try my you're best. Fun, you're fun too, Pete. And you're so funny. And I can't wait to see what's next for you, man. I hope this next special meets your own standards because if it thank does, you. we're going to love it. I appreciate it. And the thank new you very the much. record, the name of the record is I just typed your name into Spotify, so forgive me. I don't. I Establish 1981. Establish 1981. That's yeah. right. Great yeah. title. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, man. That, really, thank you for having me. This was of cool. Of course. I know it's kind of hot in here, so. That's not too bad. Sleepy summer series. <laughs> Look at the three of us. We're fun, like we're lounging on this fucking couch. This is a very, I love a, a sofa. A couch? W- yeah. Oh I have my a God. deep-seated appreciation for this couch. Do you? Deal with it. <laughs> You're an asshole. I know. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for having me. Would you me. say keep it crispy? Yeah. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever whispered it. I'm no one's ever. Good trivia. Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy.